Welcome to the Only Football Fans podcast. Basically, we're a group of 10 mates frustrated that we can't meet up in the pub every week to chat about the footy. So, we've decided to do a podcast instead. Right, welcome back, guys. Um, today, we've got a special guest. We've got uh, an interview with Jonathan Douglas, former Blackburn Rovers, Leeds United, Swindon Town, Brentford, Ipswich and Republic of Ireland. And um, yeah, so thanks for joining us, um, Jonathan. It's, it's brilliant to have you, mate, especially as an ex-Leeds player for a Leeds fan. This is uh, as good as it gets, uh, mate. No, but it's a pleasure, lads. Just, uh, you know, appreciate you asking me on. So I'm, uh, you know, looking forward to it. Top man, lovely stuff. First things first, I'll just do a few little quick fire questions just to sort of get to know you better. Yeah. Um, who was your childhood hero? Uh, Kenny Douglas, probably. Uh, I'm a Liverpool fan, so um, I think Kenny Douglas uh, was probably one of me. Uh, probably, I think it's true. My father, my father was a massive Liverpool fan, uh, so I grew up being a Liverpool fan, and I think Kenny Douglas uh, playing there and. You know, I'm Irish as well, and obviously he played for Celtic, so um, you know, it was a double reason to, you know, him to be probably one of me, you know, first heroes. Brilliant. You've cheered both of these boys up already. We've got <laughs> yeah, a Reds Liverpool fan, <laughs> and Matty's like half Scottish, so he's Scottish team Celtic. So, yeah, yeah we're all happy yeah. now, I think. Lo- loving, loving that, Johnny. Loving that, mate. <laughs> on, on, on to a winner. Yeah. Um, what's your worst habit? If you spoke to the missus, it's probably... So we'd have to ask her. Probably, <laughs> probably letting the odd trump out every now and again, which you know, can't be can't be helped. So I'd say, I'd say that. Yeah, we'll we all, spoke, we all spoke, do it, Johnny. Oh, we do. Yeah, if you spoke to the lads, <laughs> if you spoke to the lads as well, my ex teammates, and uh, they'd probably say the, the same as you know, some of them would be, you know, horrendous coming home on the bus and stuff. So I'd say, <laughs> I'd say that, I'd say dropping the odd uh, the odd fart every now and again. Nothing wrong with that, mate. <laughs> um, what's your biggest fear? Uh, hate rats. Don't like rats. Uh, that's probably you know you watch the jungle and all that there, and it could do basically everything. But stick me in a box with rats, that no chance. <laughs> Just um, the next one, you put your name forward, John. No chance. No <laughs> chance. We'll get you involved on that. <laughs> no chance. The next no. one was going to be which team you support, but you've already answered that. So yeah, yeah, Liverpool fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah through my father and that. So. Uh, yeah, and I'm my brothers as well. My sister sports uh, Liverpool. So, yeah, it was a uh, you know, natural transition to you know, supporting them, I suppose. We've probably timed this interview wrong then, being a Liverpool fan, haven't we? No, you're right. We're on the turn, mate. We're on the turn. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've had our dip. We're all right now. Hopefully. And next one, Marmite. Love or hate? Hate. Oh. I'm with you. I'm with you. Not, not with you there, Johnny. Sorry. Yes, no. Love a bit of Marmite. Yeah, same uh, here. Adore it. Oh, Jesus, no. <laughs> Seen the uh, new one, Matty. They got a chilli uh, one. Oh, chilli no, Marmite. Now, now you're taking it too far. Like, Different level, Marmite's, mate. All right. Chilli. <laughs> um, right, so first things first, mate. You're obviously, well, with Ireland, under under 16s, winning the uh, the Euros in yeah. 98. That must have yeah. been a bit, bit special. Yeah, it was. It was amazing, you know, um, just to be, you know, play for your country, it doesn't matter what age level, it's, you know, special. Uh, you know, come from a, probably a, back, a, a little town in Ireland called Clonus, which would be more Gaelic orientated than, you know, soccer. So, um, you know, the 
first of all, to, you know, represent your country is great, but to win a, you know, a major medal like that, it's, um, you know, we're still pretty close, all the lads in that under 16s, we have a, you know, WhatsApp group going, so, uh, you know, 20 odd years down the line, we're still in contact with one another, you know, with Brian Cares on it as well, so, um, you know, obviously all of us went our different paths and had our different careers and, um, you know, so it was still great to keep in contact with them and, as you say, it was an unbelievable achievement. That's brilliant, mate. Yeah, that's it's great you'll keep in touch still as well. It is, um, yeah. It's as you say, like it's you know, we still probably played against one another 17, 18s level, you know, a couple of lads were at Forest and teams like that. So uh, you know, it was it was great to, you know, cross paths with them. But you know, it's just great like as you say, we are still in contact with one another and um that's the beauty of you know what's happening social media, I suppose. That's true, mate. Go, go on, Greg, you got got a question? Yeah, mate? no, I just wanted to ask on that. Um like the, the players that was in that team with you, like you had uh, John O'Shea and Andy Reid and uh, Liam Miller, obviously, God bless his soul. Um, I just wanted to ask what um, what they were like. Obviously, we know the careers they had going to, obviously, O'Shea yeah. to United and Andy Reid made it and played like a lot of international football. Just wanted to know what they, what they were like, sort of. Did you, did you know back then that they, you know, along with yourself, obviously, that you were going to, all of you were going to go because obviously not everyone was going to make it or whatnot. But yeah, I suppose I was, I was probably the last one to get into the squad. Uh, I got in by chance. I think Brian Kerr came and watched the Monaghan United game when I was playing and uh, must have did pretty well. So you know, uh, I got a bit. You know, it's like everything. It's a bit of luck as well. It was a lad that got injured and uh, I got called up instead of him. So um, you know, I was, I was thankful and grateful for Brian Kerr first of all, but. As you say, like John O'Shea, you could tell straight away that, uh, you know, he was going to be something, uh, something special. He had the height, you know, he, he had basically everything for a centre half. Um, and then we had, as you read, you know, a little bit of flair that you need in the, in a team. And uh, we'd a guy up front called Dave McMahon, who uh, was at Newcastle United at the time, and he was basically the lad that was scoring the goals. Uh, so yeah, we had a we had a good team, but. Uh, on the field as well as off it as well I think but that's you know true Brian Kerr and uh, Noel O'Reilly as well you know God rest him as well you know he passed away a few years ago but um, I think without those um, that manager and um, you know, Noel as well you know we probably wouldn't have got as where we were but as you say we had a, a good team and uh, it was a good bunch of lads and you know as I say we're still in contact with one another yeah. that's close unbelievable fact as well obviously like to go and do that uh, I saw we saw Terry sent me the video. Um, I was just watching that, and the free kick was that was a hell of a free kick in the final as well. Yeah, it was. Yeah, uh, I think was that Keith Foy scored that? Was it? I don't know who scored it. I didn't. See, I just I literally I watched the video and I was like, that's a bit of a cool curse. Especially yeah, the commentary's in Italian, isn't it? it doesn't... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. I think it was. I think it was Keith Foy. I'm not hundred percent, but I know Dave McMahon scored. I think he scored the winner for us. Uh, but we Jim Goodwin there as well, centre half, who's a manager now at St Mirren. So. You know, he's doing very well up in Scotland. So uh, we've still got, you know, from that team, we've still got lads that are still involved. John O'Shea is a, a coach at Reading now. Uh, Andy Reid's uh, under 23s or under 18 coach at Nine and Forest. So, you know, still lads doing very well in the game. That's quality. Um, and then, obviously, you came your move over from Ireland to, to Blackburn Rovers. But before that, Matty was interested because he found out that you went on trial to Celtic. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, over to you, Matty. Has you got any questions about that, mate? Yeah, I just wanted to know basically the how that came about, what happened, how long was the trial, who was there when you were there, sort of, when you went there, first of all? 
Uh, I was, it was again, it was just a stroke of luck, really. I was playing for Monaghan and, uh, you know, schoolboys. It must have been about 15 or something. No, we've been probably 14. Uh, and done, must have done quite well. And the Celtic scout was there. And uh, But they were there to look at a, a lad that played with me, uh, centre half, but I was playing centre midfield. And uh, they asked me over. So you, you tend to go over, you know, on holidays, you know, Easter, Halloween, uh, Christmas, maybe a week before Christmas. And you just spend a week over there, uh, you know, training with, you know, the other, obviously the other young lads that are trying to, you know, get scholars basically. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, when I first went over, it was probably the first team would have been, you know, the Canio would have been in the first team at Celtic at the time. Wow. Uh, so. Um, no intro for him. No. So uh, he, he would have been playing at the time. And so like going and say, you know, you're not training too far away from players like that there, which is, you know, incredible for a young lad from, you know, a little town of like 4,000 people to be ending up training with Celtic, you know. Yeah. One of the teams that you you know you sport growing up is, you know, was great for me. But unfortunately, it wasn't to be. You know, I didn't get uh, I didn't get asked to you know to sign on. Another couple of lads did, but you know, I went to Blackburn and, and you know, it was a great. Uh, I was devastated at the time, but you know, looking back now, Blackburn was a you know a great place for me. What, what, what year are we talking? Ninety nine, two thousand. Two thousand. It was yeah. Uh, no, it was probably when I was training with them. It was probably a bit. Bit earlier than that is probably because uh, I signed with um, Blackburn 99-2000, so it would have been uh, just a couple of year, a year, maybe 18 months before that when I was okay. going, going and training with on trial with Celtic at the time. But I was there going there with Jim Goodwin, who ended up signing for them. Uh, John O'Shea was on trial as well there, but he always had Manchester United in the back of his mind. Uh, so yeah, it was still uh, Liam Miller, obviously, as well. So still a good bunch of lads and. He went on to do, you know, great things. Quality. And then, obviously, when you moved to to Blackburn Rovers, was it was it Graham Souness who was the manager then? No, it wasn't. This Graham came a couple of years after that. Uh, I think my first manager was probably uh, when I was a young lad. Is probably Roy Hudson. Maybe was the first oh, manager. Really? Yeah. Um, so then Roy left, and then uh, you know we had Brian Kidd as well, manager. Uh, Tony Park stepped in as caretaker manager, and then um, you know Graham Souness came along. But again, I was I got the Blackburn because I was playing Blackburn for Celtic in a friendly up in Scotland. So they uh, say, yeah, yeah, done quite well, and they asked me did I want to come down and trial with them, and um, I was just saying, yeah, sure, why not? I'll give it a go and see, you know, see where it goes, and you know, lucky enough, uh, they asked me to sign. That's brilliant. And then, so who gave you your debut? Because I see you made your debut in in two thousand with Blackburn in the League Cup against West Ham. Uh, that would have been Graham Souness, probably. Oh, that was uh, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He gave me the, yeah, he gave me the nod, and um, unfortunately we lost in that game. But again, it was great. I think you know West Ham's team back then. You know the midfield was like Joe, Joe Coleman played, Frank Lampard, Rio Ferdinand was playing, maybe Michael Carrick. So I was going to say Carrick as uh, well, yeah. So they, they had a, had a, had a great, did a great team back then, and um, you know not doing too bad this year actually. But uh, yeah. back back then it was you know it was great. As I say, I'm probably 18 year old young lad from Ireland, and you know, have a dream of playing for you know, a football, you know, making as a professional, and uh, you know, that's your first step to you know, you know, living your dream basically. So yeah, it was great for him, and great that you know, Graham Souness had a, had the belief in me that he, you know, he could put me on and um, you know, play against you know, a team like West Ham. Mm-hmm. Yeah, go on, Greg. Um, just on just on that Graham Souness and stuff like that. Um, He's obviously got a perception of being a, a right hard bastard on the pitch and everything. Um, 
was he like that as a manager or was he a little bit less lenient or I, I really liked him because I thought he was honest with you, you know what I mean? If you know, if he if he didn't think you were performing, he'd tell you, you know what I mean? And plus he was a tank like he'd I never <laughs> seen a I never seen a human the size of him all my life, like so he was Did a, he used he, to get involved in that in training still. Yeah, he was probably still the best trainer, yeah. Probably was really? still the best. Yeah, it's incredible. <laughs> Says a lot of it. He used to walk into the gym and uh, rushing me cruciate, so I was out for ten months and I come into the gym because obviously all the first team and all the reserves would be away, and you'd walk in, and he's in there with just a towel wrap around him, just doing weights, and he's the size of him, like he's like he was like a brick wall, like quads on him, like probably twice the size of mine. You're just thinking that's why that's basically why he is who he is. You know what I mean? He's you know European champion three times, you know playing yeah. for playing for Liverpool, captain of Liverpool, and that's the reason why you know he looked after himself. He's probably in his fifties and. Still had the body on the 21-year-old, so... He's, he's <laughs> well, still in good nick now when you see him on the yeah, telly, isn't he? It is, yeah, he still is, but to answer your question, I, I really liked him because, you know, he, he'd he be honest with you and that's all you want, basically, as a footballer. You don't want you don't want a manager telling you one thing and then doing the opposite. You want him to be, you know, pretty straightforward and honest with you. And so, so then you can improve and you'll be him. Like, if, you know, if Graham Soonis is coming to you and say, you know, you're not doing this well as a midfielder, then you know, you're going to listen. So, so, yeah, he was, he was good for me. It's a, it's a trait that obviously a lot of, obviously we had Jay Tab on and he was saying exactly the same sort of thing with Mick McCarthy and stuff like that. It's, it's yeah. a trait that every footballer wants to, a manager to have, isn't it really? Just that honesty and that, that gives you the platform then to, as you say, if you're not playing well, you've got to raise your game, that's it. Just, that's it but they've yeah. just got to be honest with you in the first place. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, that's all anybody wants, like, you know, in any work really, it doesn't matter what you're doing, but as a professional footballer, you know, want to be, you know, you want to know the reasons why you're not playing on the Saturday. If you've played the last ten games and you've, all of a sudden you feel yourself left out, then yeah, you know, surely you should have some right to be told why the reasons are. If you're going to do this, if you're changing it, or if he thinks you're tired, or you know stuff like that. There, you know, you take it on the chin, you get on with. But the fact some managers just come in and just flip the chart up and that's the team, and you know, take it or leave yeah. it. So that's, yeah. Um, and you you mentioned it there, doing your uh, your cruciates, and then. We obviously ended up going out on loan a couple of times. Was it Chesterfield and Blackpool? Yeah, I went to, I think Gillingham could have been the first one. Then oh, Chester- was it Gillingham first? Yeah, Chet- yeah then uh, maybe Chesterfield, Gillingham and then Blackpool, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Blackpool was probably uh, my last loan before I went alone to Leeds and then obviously signed there permanent. But again, that's a great eye-opener. You know, you're at Blackburn and the training ground's lovely. You have a swimming pool and the dress room's lovely. And then all of a sudden you're going to... Like the likes of Gillingham, or you're going to Chesterfield, and you're you're driving around looking for a park to train on, and it's, you know, it's, just, it's probably it's covering dog shit, and yeah. you know what I mean. So it's it's a lot different. So yeah, you do you do you do get your eyes open, and you soon learn that you know what you need to do to you know try and make it as you know basically go as far as you can. Like you know what I mean, what your ability takes you. But uh, I really enjoyed it. I really loved it. You know, playing under, especially at Gillingham, Stan Turner was the manager, and oh god, he, oh, wow. so I've heard about Stan. Yeah, Stan again, Stan was good. He was honest. You know what I mean? I, I didn't mind that at all. He was, you know, straightforward with you. And as a Blackpool with Steve McMahon, you know, another, you know, by you played for Liverpool, centre yeah. midfield player. Uh, so you're you're only going to learn off people of these whenever you go on loan at a, as a 18, 19 year old. I've heard uh, I heard Robbie Blake talking about Stan on that Under the Cosh podcast yeah. and 
He was fighting everyone every other week, wasn't he? Yeah, that was that was that was just Stan. Like he just he'd, <laughs> he'd, he'd be doing training, he'd ask you to do something, and he, he, if you couldn't do it or you played out, he'd just say, "No, no, no, you stupid prick! This is how you do it." <laughs> and then he'd come in with his stupid white trainers on him, and it would be fair to me, he played a perfect ball, so he would, and he'd, <laughs> and he'd always go, "That's how you do it." He'd stroll off, but no, he was again, again a good learning curve and. Uh, somebody that you know a man that you know still see sometimes and you know still have you know a good chat with him brilliant go on greg i just wanted to ask did they did the loan moves only come about because of the injury or what was happening with that was that just like simply for to get a bit of form back and fitness yeah it probably was yeah because you know you know as a cocky 18 year old you know you play for the first team you're traveling down to london with all the lads and you think this is it you know it's great and then all of a sudden you have a setback like that so uh, I think they just wanted me to go and get some first team experience to basically, as you say, try and get my confidence back again in it. Because, you know, back then in 2000, 2001, you, when you do your cruise shit, it's, you know, it's, it's not, it's not as, it's not as easy as coming back now. I'm not saying it's easy, but, you know, obviously yeah. back then it was, you know, career threatening because obviously things have evolved and, you know, medical, you know, the medical is a lot better now. Uh, but, you know, back then it was just probably a case of them saying, you know, you need to start playing, you know, basically men's football again, just to you know, gain confidence. Oh, good. Um, and then Graham Sooners recalled you um, to fight relegation in the Premier League because he had a <laughs> bit of trouble with, with his team that that year. What what was that like? That that sort of fighting relegation in the in the Premier League, the stress that comes with that, and obviously being relatively new into the team as well. Yeah. Uh, and plus, he played me left wing. Left wing. <laughs> Did he really? Yeah. Yeah. You must have seen me play. I never used my left foot in my life. <laughs> <laughs> so going go, going in there was just a case, as you say, it was trying to be. I think basically trying to be hard to beat. Uh, if you nick the old goal and hopefully you win one 0 and get points and get draws and. Uh, I was lucky enough that when we did go in, when I did go in, we you know started picking up a few wins like you know, uh, we beat United at home and uh, we went in a bit of a run. We beat Fulham away and. Uh, so it was it was great for me, you know. Again, you're playing with you know left back that time was Mickey Gray, who was you know probably probably going into he's probably an England international back then. So you know to have somebody like him behind you, or you know you've Andy Cole and Dwight York, or you've two guys beside you. So you know having boys like that there around you makes it a whole lot easier than you know if they weren't there. So for me, I enjoyed it. I loved every minute of it. Gary Flickcroft, unbelievable captain. Uh, you know, Craig Short centre half was a you know a monster and beast. Um, a lad who a lad who I you know look up to even now. Like you know, I thought I thought he was amazing for all the young lads. Just the, his attitude and how he went about you know training and working every day. We just he was flat to the mat every day. I think so. Um, you know, I learned a lot of him. So playing in the first team back then was easy. Playing with those boys. Three of the players you you mentioned there actually we I was going to bring up which was um, Andy Cole Dwight York and Two Guy like for me Two Guy was one of the most talented players I've seen but he was absolutely majestic yeah. what was he like even in training like was he just next level next level next level uh, he never tied his boots in training always had them open couldn't get near him probably smoked. We used to travel in behind him, mate, because I lived in Manchester time and me and Mickey used to travel in together and two guys had probably, he's from Manchester and sometimes you're coming into the park and, and there's parking space and he just opened the door and it's just like <laughs> big puffs of smoke. He must have had 40 <laughs> cigarettes on the way in. And, but then you, you couldn't get near him in training. He was just incredible. Like, and 
uh, he's probably be the best player I've ever played with. So really, just, I just thought he was amazing. Like, and we play eleven v eleven on Thursday. The lads that are playing against, you know, the boys that aren't involved, and in, you know, more or less he wasn't playing. You know that uh, Robbie Savage, I think David Dunn at the time, and two guys just used to say to me, "Just give me the ball, just give me the ball." But <laughs> I, I was saying, "What if there's a bit too?" Just give me the ball. That's all he just used to do. That's, That's what you want to play with, isn't it? He just go, oh. yeah, fine. Yeah. <laughs> couldn't couldn't get near him. I thought he's he's incredible, incredible. I'm just I'm surprised like it, it didn't happen for him at Rangers because you know with the Scottish league, you know, a player with his talent should be you know um, destroying a league like that. You know, obviously they just play against Celtic basically, and that's more or less <laughs> it. But um, I just think that um, no comment. They're not even uh, playing against Zim this year, are they? No. <laughs> No, no, we're not, we're not. We're not talking about that on this. <laughs> <laughs> That's another matter, mate. There's, I'm Liverpool boys doing a good job up there, mate. That one, so we'll just <laughs> move, moving quickly on. <laughs> yeah. Go on, Greg. Uh, just going back to that, obviously, the, you've mentioned some players there, some unbelievable players, like your likes of. Uh, I read Mark Hughes was there when you was there. Mark Hughes was there, yeah, and uh, then he, Damien yeah. Duff, Duff, Jason McAteer, yeah. Um, Keith Gillespie. Oh, he's good, mate. Yeah, Henningberg. Like just yeah. some of these, just some of these names. I'm reading off. It's just like Marcus Babel came on loan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When he was at Blackburn. Um, they had Brett a good side then, didn't they? Yeah. Just yeah, Brett, Barry Ferguson, uh, Pedersen. I wanted to ask you about Morton Gans Pedersen. What a left foot, mate. What was his left foot saying? Was it literally just a rocket? I'll tell you something now. He was right. Actually, when he was growing up, he was right footed. What? That's what he I says. Can, I can, well, and I think I he, in, I think he, I think he got an injury in his right foot when he was growing up, and he practiced hard practice on his left. That's what he told me. Whether he's fully shit or not, because his right foot was, his right what? foot was, his right foot was just as good as his left foot. Wow. Yeah. Bloody hell! Well, practice makes perfect, then, yeah. doesn't it? Because that left foot was something else, mate. Unbelievable! There, I got, so I got, I got in front of one of his shots in training, and Jesus, <laughs> <laughs> not, not in the wrong place, again. Oh. Jeez, I thought I broke, I thought I broke all my ribs. He was a brilliant player. Yeah. There was one player that I've, on the whole list of the players that you sort of, I mean, there was a couple more that, Bellamy, David Bentley and uh, Dominic Matteo is another one. But Legend. this name, this name that I'm just about to say now, he only played three games, but Yuri Jorkayev. Yeah, he was brilliant. Trainer. Wow. I was going to say, how long? How long was he there? I know it says he only uh, played three games, but how yeah. long, like, did you get to witness it? Yeah, I didn't, not long enough, to be honest. Um, yeah. He was brilliant, so he was. You, you could tell as, as soon as he come in, like, and uh, he he was similar to two. Yeah, he just made everything look so easy. Because uh, this was after Bolton, wasn't it? Yeah, as yeah, well. Yeah. So he was like near the end as well. Yeah. This is what I was, so he's near, yeah. near the end. He was still. You could still tell, like, obviously, he just. Football came easy to him, the likes of him and uh, same as Duffer, like Duffer, Duffer went through a spell, I think around 2001, 2000, 2002 World Cup, I thought he was incredible, like thought he was one of the best players in the tournament, so um, yeah, as you say, you've just reeled out some names there. Oh, so. mate, yeah, it's unreal, some of the players you've played with, like just, yeah. and that's just at the one club, you know what I mean? That's Yeah. And that's uh, early in your career as yeah, well. Uh, yeah. as, you know, as a 21, tw- you know, 20, 21 year old and you're playing with them boys, you know, you can only learn off them, like not just on the field, but off it as the way they look after themselves. You, you mentioned Morton there, Morton be, you know, full time working on stuff, you know, f- set pieces and, you know, stuff like that there in the gym. Duffer would be the same. Um, you know, Craig Shaw, we mentioned, 
Uh, even you can pull Andy... a two guy into the car park then. Oh, <laughs> it's become a change <laughs> moment. No, you know you, you never see two gay in the gym. That's one thing. But uh, what he could do on the field, you know, he, yeah. basically who cares what he does does in the gym? But, but that's, uh, that's yeah. funny because he was a very tenacious sort of player. You would have thought yeah. he would have been in he the was gym. Strong like... as an ox and all. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No. but I think his, his wife's uh, his wife at the time was um, she was a basketball player in, in Turkey. Like she was. Wow. She was probably more more famous than him in Turkey, like so. She really? Was, wow. really? Yeah. Didn't know that. Yeah. So two guys was probably five foot seven, and she was probably six foot two, like so. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, incre- 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 incredible player, incredible player. Yeah, he was a talent. Um, sure. Did did so Mark Hughes? Did he he was playing with you, and then he took over from Sunes, didn't he? Was that yeah. weird, like playing with having a manager who you've been playing with? It was weird because. Uh, I don't think he got the balance quite right with, you know, being one of the lads and, you know, speaking to lads and then all of a sudden you become the manager and uh, I still think there's a there's a way you can go about it and I just don't think that he, uh, he, it was probably his first job so <clears> it was due, it was new to him as well, like, so um, it was, it was probably difficult for him but as you say, he was an incredible player and if, we're talking about training, if you came and watched him training you'd think, who the hell is that? He was the worst trainer I've ever seen in my life. Never really? seen anybody. Oh, he just that, wanted to. That, that surprises me. He just wanted to do volleys. That's all he wanted. Volleys, yeah. So, uh, but as a man, but if you go on the pitch and do the do the business, then yeah. But then he played centre midfield in the was the league cup final against Spurs and was man of the match. So at whatever age he was back then, like so, yeah. uh, you know. Talk about people that can't have a switch where I go from training to you know matches. He you know he's definitely had one of them. So. Um, yeah, but it was it was it was strange. I'm sure he found it strange as well, going from a player to a manager. But um, yeah. I just think that me personally, I just think that he just didn't quite have it right. Yeah, it must be like awkward for him as well, really, wasn't it? Yeah, probably. Yeah, just it was probably his first job. So uh, and he's fallen soon as so, he you know done pretty okay. You know, won the cup for Blackburn. Uh, he went to Newcastle then. So um, yeah, it was probably you know, big shoes to fill as well. Yeah, and then comes the the most important thing. You went on loan to Leeds United. I did, um, yeah, had a, yeah, yeah. Great, we put ourselves on mute for this. Yeah, yeah, yeah I was just say, you know shut up now. This, this is the I've, Terry show now. I pre-warned him <laughs> about the fanboy coming out when he talked about it. <laughs> um, what was that like? Because obviously you joined us when we'd just been relegated from the Premier League, so yeah. it, the the club obviously weren't in the best shape yeah. off the field as well as on. Did that like come across when you joined? Was it sort of a weird atmosphere around the place? Uh, not really, because it still had unbelievable characters there. You know, Gary Kelly and you know Paul Butler was there. Uh, David Healy was there. You know, players like that. So oh. for me, it was. Oh, he's off. Yeah, he's got, he, 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 he wasn't <laughs> he's joking. Had enough of he, <laughs> he wasn't about joking. Matt, he's gone. <laughs> but uh, no, it's you know, Sleeves United. Like you know, I wanted to go and play for. Uh, I wanted to basically go and play, you know, first team football for, uh, you know, and you can turn down somebody like Leeds United going loan for a season. And, uh, you know, it was a great experience for me that first year. Unfortunately, we came up short in the playoff final. Playoff final, uh, yeah, Watford. But then, uh, then yeah, you know, to get the opportunity to go again and sign three years with them and, you know, play with them for four years was, you know, was great. And one that I look back on, with, you know, a lot of pride. Brilliant. Yeah, because it was... Well, no one was to know what was going to happen, especially after that year when we just missed out on the playoff final. 
Every, it's in everyone's head to sort of next year we'll we'll go up and yeah. And from what I've sort of heard, like I've heard a few ex Leeds players speak about it, and Robbie Blake in particular, not a fan of uh, Kevin Blackwell, who was in charge at the time. What was your your impressions, mate? Because most people I've heard speak about him, it's it's not really glowing reports. Uh, you know, on, on the first year I was there, it went well. Obviously, we got to the playoff final, so you know when results when results are going well, then you know everybody's great. Uh, yeah. You soon find out when results start turning. The, you know, you know people in. You could tell that. I still think that if he had stayed, we might have stayed up. To be perfectly honest with yeah. you. Yeah. Um, I think he left around the January time, was it? And then. Yeah. Um, then Dennis Wise came in. Why but is he? Again, like I was there four years and had four different managers in four years, so it's you know it. I think off the field was um, in turmoil rather than on the field. You know, it, it, if you don't have any, you know, a stable, you know, team or management on the field, and um, you know you're going to struggle. And I think you know we struggled. Obviously, we went in administration as well, which didn't help. Mm-hmm. Um, especially the the following season when we had the fifteen points. Uh, if we hadn't had that, we would have went up automatic. So it's. It's you know it's that's the way it is. that's the way it was back then and you just had to get on with it. Yeah, yeah. Go on, Greg. Um, yeah, no. Just going back to what you just said there, like with the four managers in in four years, like, and as you say about the club maybe being in turmoil off the pitch. Now, obviously, you know, people they say that it shouldn't spoil out, like go onto the pitch as a team, but it's got to, and it really like this. Is what I was just like want to ask you. It, it surely does start getting to the players. If you keep going through managers, they're not even allowed to get their... They're just getting yeah. their points and then they're out the door. Yeah, because obviously you have different managers and different coaches with different ideas. Like, and, you know, you look at the teams now that are like stable, obviously, apart from like our own Liverpool there, for, you know, with the last few months exception, but, you know, the club for four or five years and built yeah. on it, you know what I mean? And then all of a sudden they started, you know, winning trophies, whereas... You know, teams that, that do, you know, have a manager that's there for a long time usually do get results and stuff. So uh, I just think the way it was, it was just, you know, you had a manager leave and then you had the coach leaving and then you had a new manager coming in, new coach with different ideas. And it's just hard to, you know, get your head around it and, um, you know, to perform on the pitch. And it is difficult and it annoys me, like when people say, oh, it shouldn't really annoy you. But the fact of the matter is you could be playing a whole different system or, yeah. Uh, doing whole different things in training uh, that you're not used to and it you know it takes a while to get used to it and the relationship can change as well because obviously you could really yeah 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 100% or a manager could come in and um, he doesn't like you and you know you don't like him and it's yeah. it's you know off the field it's it's terrible like and it's yeah. one there where you don't want to go in the train and stuff so uh, it is difficult and you know I just think you know we suffered for it on the field uh, because of stuff off it mm-hmm. Yeah, well, like from from a fan's point of view, it was it was a horrible time anyway with what was going on from where we had come from. But we always found it very strange when Dennis Wise came in because with the Chelsea link, we obviously had a dislike for him, and it, that must have been hard for the players because that re- like resonated through through the fans, and we was on his back immediately. Mm-hmm. It, it was it was going to be hard for him to sort of win over the crowd anyway. Yeah, you're right, but. You know, when you had Ken Bates as the owner, who's Dennis Wise, you know, one of the good mates and stuff. That he's godfather to his kids uh, and everything. It's, it's sort of like gels in, like, so uh, we weren't surprised whenever we seen him coming in. Um, 
But again, he came in with his, his own ideas and I think he tried to come in to um, try and get rid of some of the, as he probably thought was the dead wood and, uh, and the, the, obviously the dead wood didn't want to move. So um, so he found it difficult. He found it very difficult whenever Gus Pyle left because Gus yeah. was Gus was incredible. Like, you know, all the fans per- even liked Gus. We yeah, liked him. Yeah, great person, uh, great yeah. coach. Uh, he could very still ap- play and all. Yeah, he could. I mean, we played in a friendly in Cyprus. He was man of the match. Yeah. I remember so, there was uh, a lot of rumours at the time that there was players sort of going, fucking sign him up. Yeah, yeah. And all the fans were like, we was getting quite excited because there was like yeah. a lot of weight behind the fact he might like yeah. play. How old, 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 How old was he at the time? Of is... Late 40. 30s. Late 30s. Maybe yeah, he older. Yeah, no, probably, probably a bit older. Yeah. I mean, but we we played in the front. Uh, we went to Cyprus and we played in. Uh, I don't know if we were training, but we had a we had a game against some uh, Cypriot team, and he was man of the match for us. He was incredible. Centre midfield. <laughs> <laughs> it's different class, isn't it? So yeah, but Wazey was <laughs> Wazey was a different character. So he was he came in and. Uh, I think he was told to try and get rid of certain players and certain players. I didn't like how he did it and how he went about it, especially the lads like, you know, Gary Flickcroft and stuff. Oh, not Gary Flickcroft. Gary uh, Kelly. Gary Kelly. Um, he was trying to get a rise out of him, wasn't he? Yeah, he was, and... yeah, was nasty with him. And I, I love Kells, like, you know what I mean? So uh, I wouldn't stand for any of that, especially against him. And I don't think the Leeds fans would either. And not if, they got, if, if they got wind of that, then, you know, it probably didn't help him, so. Yeah, uh, it wasn't surprising that he didn't last too long. Yeah, well, he's a he's a fully fledged legend at the club, Gary Kelly, and he's he's loved by everyone at Leeds. And like you said, most most players he's played with loved him as yeah. well. He was, yeah. a character. he was brilliant. Like even for the young lads there, like he we had, we had a couple of young a uh, couple of young Irish lads a few years younger than me, and they were at an apartment in in Leeds, and um, Kells. Uh, I think after a night out, you know, Kells went back to the apartment with the, with the lads. There was a few of them out, you know, having a few drinks and stuff. And told the young lads, like, they weren't living there anymore. And the young boys were saying, what are you talking about? And he says, all we can afford. And a Monday morning, Kells went in and got them and said, right, come on, we're going to the, you know, the state agents. Uh, and the two young boys were saying, we can't afford anything around here. You mean to? And Kells went in the state agents, goes to a pick apartment. Says, you're not living in town, you're living closer to the training ground just to make sure, you know, you're always on time, you're not messing about give yourself the best chance and the two young lads picked an apartment he said all right then he said i'll pay your rent for a year this is where you're staying what a man incredible. that's unbelievable that incredible. just doesn't happen do you know no. what that's incredible that's made me love him even more I didn't think yeah. It was possible. <laughs> yeah no he was brilliant 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 on the field and brilliant off it so he was he's yeah. a real character and that and um again looking back on as you know you know privileged to play for like, with somebody like him yeah would he have been skipper then as well, he was uh, no Paul Butler. I think was skipper that time. Yeah, Paul uh, Butler was, yeah. So now we had a good group. Good. Why he wouldn't have had Kells as captain? No, John. No, I know. Oh. Yeah, I know. Obviously, you were saying about the problems they had, but it, it, was he not a club captain or anything beforehand? Uh, um, he, could, he, he could have been on the Blackwell. I think uh, I'm not too sure, but uh, yeah, as soon as Wisey come in, that was yeah, gone. that was yeah. Kevin Nichols became uh, man. Oh, came captain then and. Those two fell out for. I was going to say, I wanted to ask about that because that was a really weird situation with Kevin yeah. Nichols because he was a decent player. Was it? Yeah, yeah. he come from? Yeah, signing from Luton, then he went to Preston. Uh, he was only with us five minutes. Yeah, he was captain. Uh, then those two fell out, and then again, it was just 
just one of those things where uh, Wisey, you know, decided that he didn't like somebody he wanted them out and the two of them fought like cats and dogs and then that was it. Because I think he made up a few rumours about him as well, leaking the squad to a team and... Uh, I, don't, I, don't like that, that, but... I don't know about that. I don't know about that, but Nico wouldn't have, wouldn't have been doing anything like that. You know, he's a good pro and uh, he was a good lad as well, so he was. Yeah. And obviously there was a, a few young lads that come through at the time, the likes of Fabian Delph, Danny Rose. Yeah. How good were they at, at such a young age? Unbelievable. I almost wanted to retire when they came in because they were too... <laughs> Rose, I think Danny Rose, the two of them were centre midfielders at the time. Even I think Danny Rose could have been even a number 10 at the time. And, really? Uh, you know, you're playing 11 v 11 or you're playing like five aside or whatever, the young boys are joining. You just think, these boys are on a different level than you. Like, you know what I mean? You gotta watch yourself here. You you gotta do a bit extra. These boys will be stamping wow. all over you. I was buzzing whenever Rosie went to scores. To be honest, <laughs> yeah, because he because he went quite. I don't think he ever even made a first team appearance for. No, for a... there was, uh, I think, three young lads at the time went to. Um, yeah, it was Tom Taywo and Michael young, Woods. Woods, yeah, I think Woods is still playing in the conference somewhere. But again, two Kelsey young lads pinched him, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. And he didn't obviously, you know, go on to, you know, play at the heights where he probably should have. But uh, yeah, Fab and um, Danny Rose are just, Fab was unbelievable. Unbelievable. Remember the goal he scored against Brighton away to Brighton? Oh, ran the length of the field and put it top bins. I was just standing back, just watching him, just going ahead. You keep going. Nobody's going to get you. And he was just an unbelievable. Loved the tackle as well. Yeah. Uh, lovely lad off the field. Uh, great pro. And. It's no surprise that he's, you know, a Premier League champion and you know, an England international. Yeah, he had it all. We could we could all see even as fans sort of immediately it was like, bloody hell, who is this kid? Yeah. He's we need to keep him at yeah. all costs. Because <laughs> he was, was great. It was great that we did hold on to him, you know what I mean? And yeah. Um uh, he did, you know, start at Leeds and you know, do well for Leeds and then went on. But uh, you know, it's a credit to him that he you know wanted to stay and play for Leeds, to be honest. We even had him back a few seasons later when yeah. he had an injury and he come back on loan. I can't remember if it was at Villa when he was at Villa yeah. or at City, but we had him for another season and he was even good then. Yeah, I, he's a very good player. Still is a good player, you know what I mean? Yeah. You don't play in the Premier League for us, the amount of time he's played if you're not a good player. So of course, uh, yeah. Again, it's you know it's great to see because I like you know good lads doing well and you know he's definitely a good lad. There's an, okay. another bringing them to sort of back into the story. I heard a, a story about Graham Stack because obviously he was he was at the club at the time, Stacky, and um, he loves playing head tennis by all accounts. And he used to challenge the likes of Fab and Rosie when they were young kids to head tennis, and he'd yeah. put wages on it, things like they would have to wash his car and things like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I heard that, him him sort of say they were the ones that he couldn't beat. He'd beat everyone yeah. at head tennis apart from these young kids. Stacky was good. I was going to say, what what was Stacky like as a character? Because he yeah. seems a right good laugh. He's a very yeah good lad. Like so, he was unbelievable off the off the field as well. Uh, one of those lads that if there's ever a night out, he'd be you know he'd, <laughs> he's definitely number one on the list. But uh, yeah, again, probably didn't play as many games as he probably would have liked it at Leeds at the time. Uh, yeah, again, yeah, again, you know, I think Wise could have brought him in. You know, them them two are good pals, so. Uh, yeah, it was again. He was a good lad, but yeah, I was just a head tennis. He was very, very good. Did he? Um, <laughs> did he play at Hibs for a bit? Yes. Yeah. 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 He's a goalkeeper coach now at Watford. Watford. Yeah. That's was, right. Yeah. Played for quite a few clubs, didn't he? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He, he he took over 
he was helping um Aiden Mullins, wasn't he? Aiden Mullins last year whenever they were in between right. managers. So uh yeah, he's still in the game and you know still doing well for himself. Yeah, I like I like Graham Stack. He's a good keeper as well, but yeah. a, a laugh, which is what I like. <laughs> yeah. But, no, um, he, he's definitely a good crack. Yeah. And then that that season, the following season, like you, you hinted on with, with the minus fifteen. That was obviously a kick in the teeth from the get-go for the club. We Massive. went on, I think we won our first seven games or something yeah. of that season. What was that like, that that moment? Because for, for Leeds fans, that moment when we hit the zero <laughs> was, it was epic because we won our first five games yeah. and we're, we're on zero points and it's like, right, now we can start. But what, what was that like uh, as, a, as a unit? The start of that season was a absolute shambles. Like we went to pre-season training and we the year before training kit with a big uh, black patch over because we weren't sponsored by I think it was could have been a betting company at the time. I remember. Uh, yeah. So we'd no we'd no training kit, we'd know nothing basically. And you just go on like, you know, this is Leeds United. It's surely things shouldn't be like this, you know what I mean? And then you get the you get the 15 points and you just think, oh you know what's going on here. But uh yeah we started like a house and fire. I remember as you say, we won our first seven. I think, I think I remember us getting booed. We won our first seven games. We were drawing nil nil at time. One of the games we got booed. <laughs> and I, remember, I remember just thinking, right, this is going to be a long season. So, uh, but again, a great season for us. And if, you know, it was a big if, like, but if we didn't get the 15, you know, we would have got automatic promotion. And uh, I think we went to the playoff final that year and got beat. So uh, it was disappointing in the end again. Yeah, it was Doncaster, wasn't it? Because we'd done Carlisle in, in the semis. Yeah. And when Johnny Housen... Johnny Housen, yeah. Yeah. What a player he was as well. He was, yeah. a, he was another one of them young young kids that come through. We yeah. see he was just like an endless conveyor belt of these. Yeah, yeah, you did. Players. And then, you, obviously, a couple of years older than them, you had, you know, Matt Kilcannon as well, who came through, and Simon Walton came through. So, uh, you know, they're still producing, you know, good young lads even to this day. So, it's a, you know, it's a great club moving forward. Yeah, yeah, we're in better shape now <laughs> off yeah, the field, luckily. But, uh, but yeah, like you said, just missed out on playoff final. I went, I went to that as well. I've never been so heartbroken in all my life, and I don't think I just remember sitting in Wembley watching Doncaster lift the trophy. Just like, <laughs> Did you stay <laughs> and watch it? Fucking hell! What's that? You stayed and watched them, mate. I was, I was so gutted. I, I just, I couldn't even get up and leave. It was just. I'd have been straight out the door. No, it was one of them. It was it's one or the other. You either storm out with the ump or just sit there thinking. Or you sit crying. Yeah, it was one of them. Yeah. No, I, I'll never forget that image when Leeds got relegated of that kid. Yeah. Uh, that that sticks it like you know like Sky Sports stellar moments. Yeah, yeah. I'd love to see what he looks like now. He, you know, <laughs> there was something on him actually I think last season. Last, he last came season, up and yeah. Him. Yeah. Really. Yeah, and he's just like, like oh, what? Because you got back up, sort of. Yeah, thing. he looked like a bit of a throwback from like Rabsy Nesbitt or something. <laughs> like, he's just like, a, like he should have had a headbound round his head. He's about my age, I think. He's like early thirties, really? yeah. And he's yeah. like wow. bald, and he's got a beard and that, and he's just a normal fella, like with a family and that. But yeah, it's which yeah that really yeah. sticks out in my mind. Just yeah. that moment when they stuck the camera on him. He had the LUFC in his chest, did he? That's it. Yeah, I think he had LUFC till I die or something on his thing. Yeah. They're a different breed. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, and then, obviously, going into the the following season in in League One, this time on a level playing field <laughs> with no no deductions. Um, again, what what a team we had there! The likes of Fabian Delph, yourself, Johnny Housen, Luciano Becchio, Snodgrass, 
Jermaine yeah. Beckford. It's phenomenal yeah. squad for that level. We did, yeah. But again, it was just, you know, obviously Wisey Hink left and um, McAllister Gary, Gary McAllister came in. So again, it's another upheaval of, you know, instead of like just keeping the core of the squad and maybe adding a few more bodies to it and, you know, go again without the 15. But uh, yeah, again, we started okay, I think, that year. And then... Um, it was the Histon game, wasn't it? That it yeah. all sort of went yeah. downhill in the I FA Cup. Fab, did Fab lead that season as well, did he? I think he might have, yeah, actually. So, yeah. uh, he left in the January as well, which he was probably your best player that season. Uh, so, um, yeah, again, it was just again, it was just bad luck, really, I think, again. And we, I think the semi-final Millwall beat us, was it, that year? That's right, yeah. Uh, that Jimmy Abdu, wasn't it? It was following. Yeah. So it was um, Ben Parker ran the length of the field, and he still yeah. talks about it every day now. Um, when he put a cross Bex. in for Becchio to put us yeah. one nil up, what that's a noise! The, by the way, that's, that's still the best I've I've ever had in football. What that noise? That noise. That's the only. That's the. That's probably the only noise I really, really look back on, and I can you know picture that noise really? and just think, Jesus Christ! Well, as, it, it as, opened as, the top, didn't it? What's that? Sorry, they opened the top bit of the. Yeah, opened yeah, the top tier yeah, for that. Yeah. yeah. So uh, that was that was the loudest I've ever I've ever heard. You know, a it, football it, game. It's still sort of spoken about fondly at, at Ellen Road now mm. the, there was two moments which was that and then a couple of seasons later with a Bristol Rovers game where Beckford scored, Beck scored yeah. and we ended up going up that day yeah. um, but they're the two sort of moments where the fans were sort of like even being in there it's like fucking yeah. hell that was that is loud yeah I remember that game and I remember that atmosphere when Beck scored I just think Jesus unbelievable ridiculous unbelievable. yeah they, they can that stadium as well it's got something about it where you, it, it can generate a noise when, once yeah. the crowd get going. It's just probably because that top tier never opened until that game. I think that was the only one where, you know, I think it opened that season anyway. So yeah. um, it was a great atmosphere. But, and, you know, again, Millwall were there. <laughs> yeah. So Every fucking there. time, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. Tell me about it. Um, go on, Greg. Uh, just just on, on going on to Jermaine Bedford. Um, oh. Obviously, having come from lower leagues and, and that, when he stepped in, um, did you just know that he, he was good enough for the level and that he was probably going to go beyond as well? well? They loaned him out at first, didn't they? Yeah, no, I didn't. I didn't. Uh, to be honest with you, I didn't think because um, I knew he had a bit of something. You know, he, he was he was quick. You know what I mean? And uh, if you have a bit of pace up front, then mm. you know it's it's an added added bonus to you. We knew that he was quick. It was just whether or not he was going to like score goals at that level. Um, and as you say, we loaned him out. I think, and then he came back, and then I think when he came back, he just shot off. Like, and uh, he ended up, you know, scoring, you know, bag a bag full of goals. So he did, and uh, we just knew that when he was one, when he was through, you know, he worked hard off the field on his finishing, and uh, you know, he'd score on it. So uh, we just knew whenever he was going through one on one, it was a goal. Like, you may as well just turn back and uh, just relax a little bit because nine times out of ten, he'd score because. Because of the work that he did off the field, you know that uh, you know that he'd bring it on it, and uh, you know he was he was confident in his own ability as well. So um, you know that yeah. that showed on the field. Well, he had he had a brilliant foil to him as well in Becchio. They yeah. they were such a phenomenal partnership. Like they, yeah. I think them two, if they'd stayed together, they could have played at any level as, as a partnership. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, great. He was a great sign, and so he did when he came in. Uh, uh, he was a battering ram, but he just uh, never seen a centre forward get you know battered in all my life. But he just bounced back up, and you know he loved it like so he did. And 
he scored some important goals as well. But as you say, the two of them together were great. So they were so as a great file as a midfielder that you had two boys up front that you know one can if you want to go in behind Bex is there if you want somebody to hold it up. You know Luciano's there, so yeah, they're a great partnership. No, no. How about his punditry nowadays? Much cop on that, or I love it. <laughs> He's so Leeds biased. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but. Uh, it's all new, isn't it? As well, you know what yeah, I mean. You no. can't you can't knock him for training, and he's no, it's, uh, it's a new face. It is, it is new face as well. And new faces are coming through. Definitely, definitely, and uh, a young lad who's, you know, started in non-league. You're saying went right the way through to the Premier League, so he's got great yeah. experience and he's got great knowledge in the game. So yeah, he's good. He he can only get better, like the more he does it. But yeah, uh, yeah, I enjoy listening to him. He's a, he seems a good lad as well, Jermaine Beckford. Like, well, he, we got him from Wildstone, and it was Wildstone, yeah. Like, no one had heard of him. Remember when we mm. signed him? It was like yeah. pre Raider, yeah, yeah, <laughs> pre Wildstone Raider, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, he done done pretty pretty well for us. Um, another character I wanted to ask you about actually during that that period of time was um was Andrew Hughes at, at Leeds because. He'll he'll admit this himself. He's not the most technically gifted player in the world, but he's absolutely adored at Leeds, and I love them to pieces for the effort and everything that he represented. He was sort of what we would be as fans if we could have played for the club. Yeah. And what what was he like? Because he seemed to just do it wherever whenever he was given the opportunity, he would drive everyone forward. Yeah, he was again a good lad on the field as as offered as well. I ruined with him for a while, but. I had to move rooms. Fucking snoring was horrendous. Always, so, <laughs> and plus, plus he was—he was such a professional. Like he hard wouldn't eat chocolate or wouldn't eat sweets or really the, the lights would be off at ten o'clock at night. And oh. you know, I, I'm just thinking, Jesus Christ, come on. So, uh, so yeah, I basically had to fuck him off for somebody else. <laughs> who, did, who did you get after him? Uh, I think I went with David, Dave Lucas. I think after him. Oh yeah, so, the keeper. Yeah, so Dave, me and Dave are still good mates, and uh, yeah, we enjoy the same stuff, enjoy the same music. Uh, we don't mind the odd bar chocolate, probably as you could tell. Uh, <laughs> but uh, no, it was good. It was again, it was a good. Hughesy was just the ultimate professional. Like you know, his training was like game days. He'd just be flat out. Like you know, he wouldn't he wouldn't take a day off. He'd just keep going. And uh, as you say, he had a good career himself. Like you know what I mean. So. Uh, and I think he's coaching somewhere. He could be Sheffield United or somewhere now. So I'm not. I think he was the sure. last I saw. He was at Sheffield Wednesday, but I think when Gary oh, Monk got got the tin tack, he he left right. as well. Uh, so yeah, he, hopefully he gets back in because again he's, you know, he studied very hard as well for you know all his courses and stuff as well. So uh, you know it's good to see him doing well. Uh, you know to this day. Yeah, and no, I love Hughesy. He's someone I'd actually I'd like him to come back to Leeds as a coach in some capacity. I think it'd be brilliant. The fans yeah. would love it. Yeah, I think that'd be his dream. Like, yeah. he's still he lives in Harrogate, so uh, wouldn't be too far away. So, um, no doubt he's uh, trying to get his uh, foot into the door there in some capacity or one another. So, but again, it'd be great. You know, it'd be great for the club and as you say, great for the fans because you know I think they did love him there as well. He'll have to get himself down to Costa when they're all allowed back in because that's where Bielsa gets so he can go and sit next to him. And... Yeah. <laughs> Where's that in Weatherby? Yeah. Yeah, in Weatherby, yeah. So, uh... Yeah, in Weatherby, yeah. And he'll, uh, he'll, he'll tap him up and see what he can get, I suppose. But um, then, obviously, that was your, your your last season following that, like at Leeds, following that Millwall 
playoff loss. Um, then you ended up joining Swindon Town. Yeah, you, I went to... Yeah, sorry, uh, go on, mate. No, yeah, obviously left Leeds then. Uh, obviously didn't want to leave Leeds. I uh, thought that uh, I had another few years of me left there. Um, so, yes, Simon Grayson came in at the time as manager. I was going to say, was it Grace? Uh, yeah. Yeah, so it's a funny one because uh, Laurie, you call him Laurie. Uh, so Simon Grayson came in and uh, I was thinking I was, you know, I loved it because I played with him at Blackburn. Uh, mm-hmm. I ruined when I went to Blackpool uh, on loan. So um, I thought, oh, happy days here. I'm, I'm, I'm set for a few more years. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I went... We didn't see him at the end of the season and everything was getting agreed and sorted and I wanted to stay and uh, he said that he wanted me to stay in their in their last meeting. So I said, oh, brilliant, you know, it's, you know I'm looking, for, <coughs> looking forward to coming back. And uh, so I went home, flew home to Ireland. I was doing a bit of garden the next day and my agent rang me and said that Leeds weren't offering you anything. So I said, what are you talking about? I said, I just spoke to Simon yesterday. He said, no, nah, there's nothing there for you. I said, "Fucking Leo." So then he just... Yeah, I read. I read that actually about the Leeds U-turn. I meant to, I was going to ask you about. It'll be Bates, isn't it? Surely. No, I don't think Ken Bates was probably there at the time, was he? Was he not there? No. No. Well, it wouldn't have been Ken Bates. It's probably he just didn't have the the gonads to tell me in front of my face. That's wow. my that's my personal view on it. That's but uh, but uh, awful. Yeah, but, you know, again, as we go back to Graham Sooners, so we go back to, you know, Stan Turner or when Tabby was on, that's all, or Mick McCarthy. It's a bit of honesty, you know what I mean? And say, look at Diggy, just, we're going down separate ways. Or it's fair enough, you know what I mean? Thanks for everything. And Well, having played with you in that before, yeah, he should have, so, had, he should have had that relationship with you to just... Have a one-to-one. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. yeah, you would have expected it. But, yeah. you know, again, that's football and whether or not it was him or somebody behind the scenes. But he rang me the next day and... Tried to explain his his views, but you know, I wasn't obviously I was pissed damage, off. And damage I was, is done, isn't it? I wasn't he's, let, he's let you go back to Ireland thinking yeah. that the contract secured when in fact it was yeah it so, was never going to be the case. Yeah, so I wasn't having any of it for a while, and it hurt for a while to be honest, because you know yeah. I, I didn't I didn't enjoy my time at Leeds, and I thought I was going to stay there, and uh, I was settled in Manchester, you know, the family was settled there, and uh, then I was uh, up sticks and you know go to Swindon. How did that move come about then um, to, to Swindon Town? Uh, I, don't, I don't know. I think Danny Wilson was a manager at the time and he got in contact with my agent. And, um, uh, they was in I the did, same league, weren't they? they yeah, 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 yeah. And they done quite well the, the same the same year. And I liked, whenever I played down there, I quite liked, the, you know, the stadium was quite nice. And uh, I'm a racing fan, so I knew Cheltenham wasn't too far away. So... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'd really like that. So I, uh, I just, yeah. So me and my agent went down. We met um, uh, Danny Wilson and uh, Jeremy Ray, and I think it was Nick Watkins at the time. And uh, yeah, just decided yeah, I'd give it a go and sign a two-year contract there. And um, again, we had a unbelievable first season. We got the playoff final. Uh, unfortunately, we got beat as well. But um, and then the second year was you know dreadful. You know we got relegated. Uh, we got rid of. You know, Billy Painter left, Charlie Austin left, Gordon Greer left. You know, that's two centre forwards. He's probably scored with 50 odd goals that season or the season before. So uh, we didn't replace them and we struggled. Was, because, um, yeah, was, go on, was Cy Ferry there when you were there? Cy Ferry came down, yeah. He was. He's, he's a character and <laughs> half, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. He's, <laughs> I like, that bloke cracked me up. Uh, he's, 
he's definitely he's definitely different that boy. Yeah. <laughs> different. But uh, hell of a talent. Yeah. Great, Talk great player. Great. Me and him played centre midfield together, and he's just like an energizer bunny. You just you never the amount of stuff that he'd be doing off the field, you thought, how do you get the energy on? Because yeah, he was just because he, he adored a pint, didn't he? He did, he did. Yeah. Scottish yeah. Matty, of course he does. Yeah. But he <laughs> yeah, whenever you whenever you hear him talking, he probably blames me or blames somebody else. He doesn't really blame himself, <laughs> but uh I think a uh, great player, great lad, and as you say, in uh, those podcasts, he's you know he's very funny. Was um was was you there when the Canio was there? No, I just left. You thankfully. just left, I, yeah, because yeah. he tells some seriously funny stories about the Canio. I don't know. If, have you seen his Under the Cosh podcast? Yeah, I've watched watched a few of them. Yeah, yeah you've yeah, seen yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. plugging Under the Cosh again, Matt. Like, yeah. quite a bit, I'm sorry. Mate. Does this every episode? Sorry, sorry. Come on, lad. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's good viewing. So no, We're on the come up, lads. We're on the come no, up. It is. What can you do? No, but uh, no, no. Thankfully, I wasn't there because some of the stories that I hear, I don't think it would have lasted too long. To be honest. Yeah, because yeah, I, I, before we sort of go to you, Greg, um, I wanted, as Matty's brought up the Canio, um, there was a story I heard Sai actually say about it that first season when he came in and they went to pre-season to Italy. Um, and I, I wanted to ask if you was there, but you obviously left no. beforehand. But did you hear no. any stories sort of about that trip? Yeah, I just heard that it was just horrendous. Like the, the training was horrendous, and uh, like I, I could have, I could have been, I could have been there with them. You know what I mean? They had a, a year option on me, and they let the day pass, and then uh, that freed me up to go and sign for somebody else. Uh, which you know, I took it up because you know I wasn't going to wait around and see what was out there, but. Uh, yeah, I listen to Say and I listen to other lads that you know were in the team with him, like Alan McCormick as well was there with the Canio, and uh, I'm just grateful that I <laughs> I was I wasn't there to be honest. Sounds yeah. like he ran it like an army camp, like I think he, I think he did, and that's why he's struggling now. That's why he struggled at Sunderland because yeah, you know, it's one thing telling you know no disrespect to you know the lads at Swindon who are probably on you know a couple of grand a week, but you know you're going and telling John O'Shea and Wes Brown that. You know, yeah. they're, they're this or that, but they're just going to laugh at you. Like, so, um, yeah. probably that's why he's struggling now to get back into it because, uh, I think by watching him and watching, um, watching Swindon the way he was and stuff, I think it was all uh, it was the Canio show. Just a quick question before you go on to Greg Do you think that's why a lot of um, top players struggle as managers because the expect the expectancy level is so high and it they just can't compute it if. You can't do it. Yeah, they probably just don't know how to lower their standards. Probably, yeah. you know what I mean. That you know, lads, lads can't do things that you know that what made you, you know, the world, the world player you are. You know, so you know what I mean. It's it probably is a lot harder for them to get it through to you know themselves. Yeah. That um, that's probably why you know some of the best managers probably had a career in football, but not to the level of you know somebody like the Canio or. You know, Roy Keane and stuff, and that's why they're probably the managers that they are now. Like, you know, Sean Dyche, you know, he had a good career with, you know, likes of Watford and up, but, you know, he didn't have the career of, you know, say, a Roy Keane or a, or a Paolo Di Cani or something like yeah. that there. And now he turns into the manager that he is, you know what I mean? He's the stuff that he's doing with Bourne, he's, you know, it's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, go on, Greg, we'll finally get to you, mate. Yeah, no, you're all <laughs> right. No. Um, Sorry, Greg. No, it's fine. I just wanted to take you back to your first. Your first pre-season at Swindon, did you go like so? Once you left uh, Leeds, did you go on pre-season with Swindon? Yeah, I went to. Uh, I think we went to Austria on pre-season. Yeah. And 
from what I read, um, just some of the players you mentioned as well, like your Matt Ritchies and Charlie Austin. Um, I saw that there was a young Sean Morrison, yeah, that was there. <laughs> but then there was there's two names I just wanted to ask you about: um, Cherno Samba. Oh, he's he championship had, manager legend, didn't well, he? Yeah, but uh, I just I just read it and I said he came on pre-season tour with you. I just wanted to know if you remembered him at all or uh, he's he's probably better on championship manager to be honest. <laughs> yeah, well, no, this is it because he was <laughs> he was touted to go to Liverpool. He was actually yeah, touted oh, yeah. as a as a sixteen-year-old, and I just read that he was on pre-season tour with you, and I was like, I was just wanted to ask you, like, do you remember him or was he? He was at Millwall for a bit, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, he was. Yeah. He was a Millwall player, yeah. Yeah, yeah again, probably a young lad who probably you know, probably didn't fulfil uh, his potential or his, his ability, really. But he came with us. I remember. I, I do remember him being there because I remember being a championship manager playing back there. And yeah. I was thinking, oh, yeah. well, this boy's on, this boy's coming on. Uh, but he did. I don't. I don't. I don't think we after the no, pre-season. No, I don't. No, no, I don't. I don't know where he went after that. But again. You, know, you must have some ability if you have, you know, teams like that were yeah. tied around the same and stuff. Yeah. But for one reason or another, it didn't happen for them. Um, and yeah, obviously, like you, you mentioned there with um, Billy Painter and Charlie Austin, they were phenomenal strike force mm. at Swindon. Billy Painter ended up coming to Leeds and it didn't yeah. really work out f- for him. Yeah. And there was always this talk at the time was, did we sign the wrong one in yeah. him or Austin? Did we? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Billy was, was it just one of them things. Just one. I think when he he got injured pretty quick after signing, which is did he? Did he not do something yeah. as Achilles? Did he not snap his Achilles or something? When he was I, I don't know what the injury was, but yeah. yeah, yeah. But no, those two boys were were incredible for us that season. Before uh, we just knew we were going to score goals with them. They were just incredible. Uh, we probably have you know twenty percent of the possession of the ball, but you know, we knew if we had a chance. I think we went away to Southampton and battered us for. You know, 90 minutes where Charlie scored. We had one chance and he scored. And that was basically the way it was all season. Like, there were some games where we did, you know, we, we done well and we dominated and stuff. I think I remember when we went to Ellen Road and we went, went 2 or 3 nil there or something. Yeah, well, all I remember is every time Billy Painter played against yeah. us, he used to bag goals. I think he scored more goals at Ellen Road for other yeah, teams than he did for Leeds. <laughs> yeah, <another> probably, yeah. <laughs> but again, but Billy was a good player, great player. Um and uh, yeah, he you know he went on had a good career. I remember him. He did, yeah. Remember he scored the winner against when I was at Brentford. He scored the winner to put Doncaster up and keep us down. So um, yeah, he I think unfortunately he got injured that time, but uh, he didn't see the best of him because I thought he would have done very well at you know at Leeds. Yeah, I was really excited when he came in. It just yeah, just never never happened. Um, go on, Greg. Uh, yeah, just just another um striker that obviously came up through semi-pro football and that Charlie Austin he, I mean he was he's a machine at, at lower level and then obviously was was rising and rising and rising was you surprised that he went to the very top not really because he scored goals like mm. you know if you have somebody who can score goals it's you know yeah. it's a great thing to have that's why you know the most expensive people in the world are boys that score goals and as soon as he came in he knew he had a knack of scoring he they probably didn't look the most athletic player in the world or, you know, as he first came in, but yeah. the more he trained, you know, the fitter he became and, um, you know, he, he did work as hard, he worked his nuts off when he was playing and, you know, he got his rewards from scoring. So, uh, as you say, another guy that came from the lower leagues and, uh, you know, he went on to do good things. Because that, that's got to be one of the hardest things 
as you say, like scoring goals is it's it's just in you as a striker or whatever. That's in you already. One of yeah. the hardest things is probably getting up to the speed of the game yeah. and having someone to just give you that chance to get up to that that level. So yeah. like that's so once he hit that level, that fitness level, he was I suppose again it's just unreal because he could finish a ball. Yeah, because once you once. As you say, once you have that finishing ability, then you know it'll, it'll stay with you. Like you're yeah. still scoring, you know, to this day for QPR in a championship. Yeah, yeah. It, it was just whether or not he could go from. I think he was a pool pool town or something. Yeah, you know whether or not you could go from there part time, you know, to full time football and whatever your body's going to go through. You know, your body goes through a hell of a lot. You know, it's a big difference going from part time to full time and whether you can get up to speed. But it wasn't long until he got up to speed, and uh, it wasn't long until he was scoring goals. I think a lot of the, a lot of it as well is like the pressure and expectation of playing at the higher level. Like we see it at, at Leeds, you you've probably seen it yourself, um, John, with with players that came in during that time at Leeds. We were signing players for, like that were very good in the divisions we were in, yeah. And they'd come in and it looked like they were like a deer in the headlights, yeah. Um, and it's just the 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 pressure of sort of playing for a club of that stature and what the fans expect as well, yeah. Leeds was the, the pressure. Leeds was unlike anything else. Like so, it was so. Uh, you know, we were in League One and we were getting like you know twenty odd thousand at home games. Or you go away from home and the, the away ends packed. Like so, uh, if if you're not doing it, if you're not if you, if you don't give a hundred percent, doesn't matter what what ability you have or anything. You know, fans soon find out if you're not you know putting it in. So as long as you're putting it in, then you know you can't have any complaints at all. So. Um, yeah, I've seen. I'd be fair. I've seen some lads crumble at Leeds. So yeah, <laughs> coming through, or just where they just you can see that the that their energy is drained from them, or the belief drained from them, and you know to have to have good careers until they go there. You know what I mean? As you say it, and that's probably why Charlie and probably why you know Bex went from non-league to Leeds because you know he didn't have any expectations of himself. He was just going there to you know give it a go and see where it took him and. Uh, you know, thankfully they had the ability to score goals, and uh, as you know, in the game, if you can score goals, then you know that's half the battle. Yeah, too right. Sorry, Matty, was you gonna? Yeah, I was just quickly gonna ask about Charlie Austin because he must have had some mental strength in like to make that jump from sort of non-league football and to go to go for it so fast. Because I'm sure I read somewhere that he was wasn't he a builder or painter and decorator till he was about yeah, 25. Yeah. I think his father father owns the building company. Yeah. Um, so he was a pool, and then he, I think he had a, a trail with. He had a trail with Bournemouth, I think it was, and then okay. we we took him on trail with us, and then uh, we signed him, and then I just say, like from from going from League One with Swindon to, you know, playing in the Premier League is, is a hell of a yeah, jump, that's, like that's unbelievable. Yeah. And not not just go there, but score goals there as well against yeah, yeah. some yeah, of the best. He's done well. Yeah, he did of, very well. Some of the best best defenders in the world, like so. It's all credit to him, but you know he did work as he did work very very hard when he played with him, and uh, you know he was great for us. Go on, go on, Greg. Yeah, no. So just uh, back to you now, Johnny. Like um, your time at Swindon, you got uh, the club player and the players' player for that season. Uh, what was that like? Yeah, it was good. You know, to get to get any award, you know, from from the lads that you're playing with, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's a great achievement because, as you say, we had Billy and we had Charlie who was scoring goals and we had Cy Ferry had a great season. We had Gordon Greer who was a skipper who was, you know, very good as well. Uh, 
So to get an award of them boys was was you know it's a great achievement. Doesn't matter you know what sort of standard you had to win. Anything is great. Um, so yeah, you know, going away then in the summer, you just you know you're expecting to you know to kick on again, but unfortunately the second season just wasn't to be. And then obviously your your, your time came to an end at Swindon before the mad Italian came in, <laughs> uh, and then you you joined um, Brentford. Where, where were Brentford at the time? Were they League One as well? Brentford are League One as well, yeah. So um, yeah, so Swindon. Um, they had a, a year option. I mean, they had to take it up by the 28th of May or something. And this is the thing now, when I went back to Swindon and started playing against Swindon again for Bradford, I sort of like got a, a lot of abuse for it because I thought, oh, we got relegated and you jumped ship and all that there. They but yeah, they don't know the situation. The fact of the matter is that they didn't take up their option on me. So, you know, I was free to leave. So I went to Brentford. Uh, I actually went... I actually spoke to uh, Martin Allen first, who was Notts County manager at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so me and my agent went to him and just a strange fish he is. Oh, yeah. So we were sitting in the, in the hotel with him and you know, there was just silence for about, it was probably 20 seconds silence, but it felt for about 20 minutes. <laughs> so it was just me and my agent and him sat there and for it just felt like an eternity, his silence. And as soon as that happened, I was just thinking, ah, fuck this, no way. Uh, so my agent yeah. said, oh, you know, the agent was like, sort of like knocking me, just, just give it time, give it time. So anyway, we started chatting away and he, he started like saying, oh, basically chatting, whatever, whatever he used to chat to all his other players, all his, you know, you know, 21 year old or 20 year old stuff. And, you know, I wasn't having any of it. And I said to my agent, oh, you know, can I have a word? So we said, uh, so I went to the thing and you, I said, you can go back in there. I'm not going back in I'm I'm going. You so coward. He, <laughs> so he just, <laughs> so it ended, we, Alan Sheen was there as well. Sheen's who played for uh, Leeds as well. Yeah, and, yeah, left back. Uh, so he, he had played for Martin Allen before and he ended up signing for them and I ended up going home. So uh, a couple of days after that, uh, we got a phone call from uh, Uwe Rosler at Brentford. And Mark Warburton was there and uh, they wanted to come, me to come down and meet them. So Was he assistant there? Was he Warburton? No, he was a sporting director. Oh, was he really? Yeah. So uh, he was, he'd left Watford because he was the, he could have been academy director at Watford or something. And then he went into Black, uh, uh, Brentford as sporting director. So I met them, went to the training ground and liked what they had to say. And um, so I signed there, yeah. Um. Yeah, he'd done, he done well there, actually, Uwe Rosler. He, he did. one who ended up at Leeds as well. Yeah. Again, you know, German, just a perfectionist, really wanted everything spot on. And, uh, you know, I don't think he gets the credit he deserves from the Brentford fans of, you know, what he's done. And, you know, he basically started it all, how he changed the way everything was off the field, how it, how it should be and how a club should be run. And, you know, the the way he wanted everything to be, you know, just perfect. And um, I think from from his appointment and um, all the other ones that have come in after him, you know, just, you know, taken it up a notch or two. But, um, you know, I think he was the one that started yeah, you you got to sort of admire how that club's run and where it's going because it's, it's yeah. only going in good places as well. And if he was one who's sort of instrumental in starting that off, that's it's some effort in it, really. It, it is, yeah. But obviously, it's it's gone down a different route now with the obviously the data and stuff like that there and the money ball uh, thing, isn't it? The money ball sort of thing, which you know, to be honest with you, I'll hold my hands up and I wasn't having it whenever it, it first came in. But you know, you got to give credit where credit's due and. Uh, you know, the, the turnover of players that have the money they've spent, the money they're making, 
a new stadium they have now. Uh, you know, they're one game away from being the Premier League. So, uh, yeah, they're, they're moving in the right direction, that's for sure. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if they get there this year. The fact that they, they, they seem to lose their star man or star men every year, and then just yeah. it's like, oh, another one, yeah, you'll do. And... Uh, but the, <laughs> the thing with the, 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 the preparation, the thought goes into that is like they, they, they probably had Ivan Tony eyed up a year ago, you know, yeah. knowing that Ollie Watkins might move or they'll have that Sam Goddess by now, knowing that, yeah. you know, Ben Rama might move, you know what I mean? So they're always, they're always thinking ahead, you know, they're always a couple of transfer windows ahead and, you know, it's no surprise to see, you know, that, you know, Ivan Tony comes in and, you know, he's banging in 20-odd goals already, so. 25 already, yeah. Yeah, yeah so so looking at him, I think, before he signed for Brentford, I don't know. He's How much did Brentford pay for him? I think it's 10 million, was it? Oh, all right, mate. Oh, blimey. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I think it would have been equipped for Celtic, I think, especially transfer-free-wise, it would have been a, an issue. With yeah. Brentford having sold Ollie Watkins to Villa for 30-odd million, they got yeah. plenty of dough in the bank, so... Well, we spoke yeah. about this, didn't we? Like, and um, how much do we reckon Ivan Tony would be worth if Ollie Watkins is worth that? Yeah, big dough. Yeah. And, you know, we Scores did speak about I'd, I'd rather Ollie Watkins than Ivan Tony. The work, yeah, work rate. Work rate and everything else, yeah. 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 Now, obviously, Ivan Tony's come in and he's hit the ground running. You can't knock his 25 goals. Like, you know what I mean? It's, it's incredible what he's doing. And, but I just think Ollie Watkins has is, is got just something a little bit different than him as well. Well, he's proving yeah. it at a higher level now as well, also. He is, yeah, yeah. So he, Liverpool, he, so, yeah. He's worth the money for Villa, hundred percent. He's become one of their best players. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, he's he's got everything as a centre forward. You know, he's big and strong. He holds the ball up, scores goals, uh, and you know he's doing very well for Villa. Mm. Um, and then, well, you was part of a very successful season at, at Brentford when you gained promotion to to the Championship with yeah. some brilliant players involved in there as well, like Stewie Dallas. Was Adam Forshaw there as well? Adam was there, yeah, yeah. yeah. A couple of yeah. Leeds boys as well. So, uh, yeah. yeah, that was um, that was an amazing season, mate. What, what was that like to be a part of and get back into the championship for you? Uh, as you see, the players there was just it was, it was a dream, like you know what I mean. I was I was probably twenty eight, twenty nine, maybe hitting nearly thirty, probably then. And uh, you know, I was, I was enjoying my football then as just as it was when I first went over as a you know sixteen, seventeen year old, just because of the the lads I was playing with, you mentioned Stewie, uh, um, we had Alan, uh, Alex Pritchard, um, you know, Andre Gray. Was Hotter uh, there as well? Hotter was there. Oh. Um, so, Tumani, Diagora, who's at oh, least. Diagora, well. yeah. Yeah. Um, so, Alan Judge, you know, we had a we had an unbelievable team, uh, even at the back, you had Harley Dean and Tarkovsky at the back. And, yeah, of course, Tarkovsky um, was there, wasn't he? Yeah. So, Alfie Molson. Alfie just left. Alfie just left. Oh, he just left. Yeah, he went. It's a strange one. He went to Wickham and he went from Wickham then to Barnsley. I think so. That was that was one that definitely got away for for Brentford yeah. anyway. So, um, but yeah, it was a, it was a great great season. It's great that you know finally you have a season where at the end of it you know you achieve something and you know you uh, the promotion was unbelievable. And but the, again the the team we had were you know I remember going away to. The teams and the games would be over by you know half time because we were just we were incredible that year. Um, even the year before that, we were, were quite good as well. We you know we missed out in the playoffs uh, again, so Yeovil beat us. But um, 
yeah, you know, UV left, Warbs took over, and as I said, he took us to the next level basically, and uh, it proved on the field as well. Yeah, um, go on, Greg. Uh, just on another note for yourself, like you, um, you got supporters player, like there. Um, with the with the with the names that you've mentioned and that again, like that must have been a, a, a very good feeling. It was, yeah. That was that was the first season when they went there yeah, because yeah. again it was just like we we were like, we were a good side and we had good players and um you know I was you know I was lucky enough that I was the one that was picked for it but you know I had a good season. To be fair, the four the four seasons I had there was probably the best best football I've you know I played. Uh, again, it was probably because of the players around me and. Uh, you know, I was happy off the field as well, and uh, it showed on it. But uh, again, the football we played was, you know, was great. I read a stat as well that you only missed twenty six minutes of league football that year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's some oh, going, that's especially, especially for having like the injury that you had early in your career and stuff yeah. like that. Forty six games as well. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, I could have probably carried on, but I was, I was. I was your man busted me open, so he did that day. Uh, I think I was playing at home. Um, I could tell you who done it as well. Not bitter or anything. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Stephen Schumacher, I think. I think we were at home, and he, uh, uh, he opened me up. He did so. He did, but uh, yeah, it was, it was again. You know, I tried to look at the medical staff and the medical team. You know, they know how to to look after players off the field and. You know, especially me and my injuries, me, me, me knee and stuff. If I ever felt yeah. anything or any of the lads ever felt anything, you know, they wouldn't make you train. You know, you'd have an off day or stuff, or you go on the bike. And uh, as I say, it was a, it was a well-run club, and I think that's why they're you know getting the results on the pitch because of how it's run off it. Yeah, most definitely. Um, and then the following season, once you once you got up into the championship. You didn't struggle in there either. No, again, <laughs> no. Again, we we added a few as well, and uh, again, our season we were playing some lovely football. So we were, and uh, we just had a, a kryptonite in Middlesbrough who just seemed to keep beating us. Uh, I think we played him three times, and they beat us three times, if I'm not mistaken. And in the uh, playoffs, wasn't it? Yeah, in the playoffs, they beat us as well. So uh, it was just one of those things where I think if we had played any of the other teams, we probably would have. You know, would have beat, would have got to the final. You know, I, I do believe that, but it's just that the fact that they had beat us and the, the, I think they just had our measure that season that, and we we didn't really know how to break them down. And um, so was that, again, I was unfortunate. But again, you know, you have Brentford first time in the in the championship for a long, long time, and you get into the semi final playoff. You know, you take that. Yeah, one hundred percent. Go ahead, Greg. It was just a couple of players that I I saw on the list that you played with. It. Brentford, um, Berahino, yeah, and okay. Harry Forrester is another one as well. Good player, I, mate. I, yeah, I'd seen him a few times, and I, I was just going to ask you, how good was he? He's in the states uh, now. Yeah, he's. He was, at Rangers, was he at Rangers for a bit? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. I liked him from what I'd seen. I really liked him. I thought that maybe he could have maybe pushed on. Yeah, good player, very good, Harry. Uh, one of those players you could give him the ball and just let him go. You know what I mean? He could just carry it and. I think we played against uh, Griffin Park. We we played against Chelsea in the FA Cup when he was man of the match. And, yeah, I think that's one of the games I remember yeah. him actually. So it just it proves the ability that he has, and mm. for one reason or another, I don't know what he just never kicked on again. But um, 
I get it. Yeah, great talent, a great player, and you know, a good lad as well. And you know, Saito, he could finish. He was unbelievable in finishing, so he was. But off the field, he just didn't look after himself the way he should have. And um, unfortunately, he, you know, he was getting linked to spores and all that there because when he left, you know, it was it was no. It was no surprise that he was getting linked to you know clubs like that there because of his ability on the field. Yeah. You know he, he was an unbelievable finisher, goal scorer. Uh, but uh, at Brentford at that time, I think he just wasn't he wasn't looking after himself off the field. Yeah, because he was so good. Uh, he probably had a bit of an arrogance like that. He probably thought he was he was that good. Uh, yeah, just professionalism. Just, just professional. I don't, I don't, he probably he probably think differently, but you know this is my opinion, and I think yeah. that uh, off the field, uh, I don't think he probably looked after himself as well as he should have. And I think if he did, he'd you know he'd still be playing in the Premier League now. Where is he now? Belgium. He's he just he vanished off Belgium. the earth. The last time yeah. he was playing in Belgium. Yeah, I think he's not going to get back over, but um, it'd just be interesting to see, you know, who's going to take a chance on him. But um, if he get, if he could have got his head right, I think, you know, you've got you've got a good player there. Yeah, he's in Belgium, yeah. um, not pulling up any trees by the looks yeah, of him. Yeah, he's yeah, only yeah. twenty seven still. You know, I know it's sad it is. It's because goal scoring wise and finishing wise, he's he's up there one of the best. Like so. Yeah. Um, because yeah, he he scored a couple of good goals for us at Brentford, so he did. And um, as I say, I just don't think he he looked after himself off us. Crazy. Um, and then following that that sorry, Greg, you got something. No, it, was, it was just before we moved on from Brentford. Yeah, yeah. You, um, you just mentioned that game against Chelsea there. Um, who 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 played on that day, and and who who really like shone for you in that on that day? For che- for Chelsea. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah, just uh, for the Chelsea team. Uh, Torres played for them. Uh, Frank Lampard played. Uh, obviously, Fernando Torres was unbelievable at Liverpool when he was there. Mm, and, yeah, you know, but uh, you know, Frank Lampard was there. Um, he was shit at Chelsea, though, wasn't he, Torres? Oh yeah, well, he'd fit, yeah, he had his best. He'd had his best days at Liverpool, didn't he? <laughs> he still won the Champions League with them then. Yeah, that's that. true. Yeah. yeah. Um, who else played? John Terry played. David Luiz played. Uh, so they had a pretty decent team and they scored and I think they scored in the last five minutes or something to draw level with us. Torres scored. So um and then we went to Stanford Bridge and yeah, you know, batters four 0 you know, hazard and stuff like that there. So um yeah, they, you soon learn what level you're at whenever you go away to Chelsea and oh, see well, them yeah. see them boys playing and you know, it's not a bobbly pitch in Griffin get, Park. So I was gonna say get <laughs> getting back on the on the normal pitch sort of yeah. that they're used to. Yeah, no, but there's levels, like you know what I mean. You soon, you soon learn where your levels at, and you know they are they are on a different level to yeah. you know to me anyway. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then following that that loss to to Middlesbrough in, in the playoffs in that season at Brentford in the Championship, uh, your time come to an end at the club, and you ended up moving on to Ipswich Town. Was did you did you want to move? Did, no, no, I didn't want to move. I just. I just signed a new contract, so I did there uh, just before the end of the season, I think. And then okay. uh, uh, Ward left, and a new manager came in, and uh, new sporting directors came in, and again, they had new ideas, and uh, they didn't want me there, so that was who, it. They, who was it who took over from Warburton? Uh, Dark Housen or Dark Housen or something? Can't even remember him. I think he was managing in Germany or somewhere beforehand, and 
Uh, to be fair, I don't think it was him. I think it was people higher than him that yeah. uh, didn't want me there. So, but again, I was called in, and they were honest. You know what I mean? They weren't. You know, they just said that they were going a different direction, and you know, I could find a new club, and uh, that's just the way it went. You just got to take that on the chin, haven't you? you just. <laughs> Nothing That's more you can do with that. No, no, nothing more you can do. I knew the writing was on the wall. We were in pre-season and the manager was sort of like, you know, speaking to everybody one-to-one one one and, you know, I was the captain from the year before that and I didn't have a 1v1. So I just thought something, something's not right here. So <laughs> uh, I was soon preparing myself. But yeah. again, you know, they're honest. They said they wanted to go down a different way and at the end of the day, that's all you want. Yeah. Go, go on, Matty. I was just going to say, like, it, mentally as well like especially the career of a footballer must be different to to most where you can be somewhere for two or three years feel really settled and then bang the management changes you have to up sticks how do you how do you i know you have no choice but to deal with it but like you know you got up in probably in your case you might have had to uprooted your family that must be a very difficult thing to deal with it is yeah. as you say especially when you have a family and all now you, you yeah. know it's a lot easier probably when you're 2021 when you know it's just yourself and you can up sticks and go but yeah uh, you, you see you see a lot of lads now that are settled with families and you know they're traveling two two and a half hours you know one way to go to train and stuff like that there because you know it's not worth them moving the kids from school and stuff like that there so uh it is difficult whenever you're a little bit older and stuff and you know you've you've other things you know other people to worry about as well but at the end of the day you still have to pay the mortgages and uh, yeah, you have to you you have to go where where whatever club wants you, and yeah. Um, so that's just it is very it is difficult though. Yeah, yeah quite yeah. right. Yeah, you're right. Actually, Matt, it is sort of a, a strange way of life, isn't it? Life yeah. of a pro footballer in terms of that, because not many other careers you sort of have to do that. Just you can move from one especially, country to the other, and especially in this day and age where you're never going to get like a one club guy anymore. Them no. them days are finito. Like you'd yeah. be surprised if someone sees out a contract these days. Like the way it goes. <laughs> yeah. You, and you'll, 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 it'll be very rare that you'll see like a lad at 29, 30 getting like a two or three year contract anymore. It'll always be a one year, one year yeah. contract. So, rolling. you know, they're yeah, one year rolling where, you know, they're going to have to move and, uh, as you say, you know, move the family away. So they're, they're going to have a, a small little pool of clubs where they can move to, you know, within driving distance and stuff, which becomes difficult as well. So, yeah, uh, it is getting harder for, because everybody says it's a young man's game now, but you know you still need a bit of experience your side to, you know, I mean, to keep going. When you were playing, especially as well, social media isn't what it is now. I'm, yeah. I'm just this is a bit of an out there comparison, but like you look at Klopp for example, blokes just won the Champions League, he's won the league, and people were talking about that he might get sacked. Like I mean, yeah. that's obscene. I know, but that's it's ridiculous. But like, it's, like you say, it's the mod, it's the, the game, it's the modern game. I say you. you you know, you see the radio shows or talk sport and people like are ringing in saying, oh, he's lost it, you know. He well, needs there's some deluded people that are allowed on that talk sport. It's got to be a wind-up half the time. That Clickbait, mate. Oh, yeah, it's listeners, isn't it? Because that, yeah. that'll get you listeners, that sort of... You, you, yeah, better, not, you, better, you better not tell me missus that she works for them. <laughs> 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 yeah, we'll cut that bit. <laughs> Sorry, uh, Natalie. <laughs> no, no, but it's not... That's just the... The stories that these people, you know, I mean, he ain't gonna get the sack. Come on, it's just silliness. Yeah, I know, but like, it's just the crazy. It's like the modern crazy fan. Everyone's yeah. allowed to yeah. more than voice well, their opinion. Voice. Yeah, there's no mute voice, button yeah. on people anymore, yeah. is there? Yeah. Like, you can just 
say, for example, Johnny's on Twitter doing a Q&A. You could have some bloke that, I don't know, just didn't like him for whatever club he paid for. You could just batter him over the keyboard. Like, yeah. yeah. Wait, isn't it? Then, then you see them out looking for photos or something of you, so... Yeah. Yeah. yeah they never did to your face. No, but it is... It's it's harder now, like, for young boys coming through the social media yeah. side of it. You know, that's why a lot of clubs are fighting, like, you know, welfare officers and people yeah. like that. There no, because... I'm not surprised. Some of the some of the abuse that they have to deal with is just not warranted. Yeah. yeah it's a disgrace yeah, what some people put. It's all right, maybe um, venting your frustrations on a social media platform, but when you're directly messaging a player yeah. and giving them abuse, that, that ain't right for me. No. And there's a way you don't, you don't even have to go on Twitter. Like, like half of those people, like 10 followers, like, who gives you shit? <laughs> you know what I mean? The way is the same one. True. So. Speak to your mates it's in the, who you're watching it with in the house and yeah. you know, get yeah. your frustration out then. But yeah. as soon as you put it across, as you see, you're tagging somebody like, a lot of players say, oh, we don't read any of that stuff, but they do read it. They do, of course they, they do. Yeah, of course, yeah. They do read it. It'd, it'd be yeah. hard not to, wouldn't it? Like, yeah, let's yeah. be fair. It's, yeah. it's like, you know, they sort of, um, they're being told, oh, to get off social media and all that, but social media also gives them a platform themselves yeah, right? to, to go on and do other things. Correct. Promote promote their other ventures and stuff like that. So it's yeah. not, it's not, yes, that, that side of it is terrible and it is, it shouldn't even be, allowed but it is allowing them also as well to profit in in different yeah, ways yeah 100 oh, there is there is good good Pros points problems, yeah. yeah there definitely is when yeah look if somebody's annoying you all you have to do is block them like at the end of the day so yeah. i've blocked them i've blocked many a person so i'm, I'm very i'm used to <laughs> we can do what yeah, curtis definitely. woodhouse done and rock up to his house Remember <laughs> his no, I, I read that that was fantastic didn't he drive like two hours to the yeah. Yeah. yeah that's amazing <laughs> Unbelievable. that's brilliant but then you 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 moved uh, over to, to Ipswich with uh, Mick McCarthy. Did did you have Mick uh, in the Ireland team as well? Did you know him beforehand? No, I I had the uh, I could have went to Wilsor after me when I was at Leeds. Uh, right. Whenever um, Wisey was manager at the time, and uh, Mick rang up Leeds and asked them, you know, could you know basically sign for them and transfer fee was a bit high, so never happened. So. Uh, that was one of the pluses of going to Ipswich. Uh, I probably rushed into it a bit. Uh, probably should have. Uh, I should have probably stayed at uh, Brentford for a while and you know sat in and you know got fit that way and trained that way and see what happened. You know if people may change their opinion and all, but uh, you know I had a couple of good seasons and it was relevant then. So I didn't want to be ending up sitting in the reserves or playing twenty three football and people saying, oh, you know, where's Jonathan Douglas? Is he still playing? Or you know, so Ipswich came knocking and. Still, again, you know, a big club as well. So the opportunity to play under Mick McCarthy was definitely a plus anyway. But in hindsight now, I probably should have I should have waited and seen what else happened. Well, at your time, obviously, one of our ex-interviewees, um, Jay Tab, was there uh, yeah. um, at Ipswich. And we spoke to him sort of a, about his time there and some of the, the players and staff and everything there. Mick McCarthy, I, I think he's he's a great manager. You can see now what he's doing since he's yeah, took over yeah, at Cardiff. Yeah, Cardiff, yeah. It, yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. Um, and I mentioned to Jay at the time, sort of on such a small budget, what he managed at Ipswich, just keeping them even in the league, yeah, let alone sort yeah. of challenging in playoffs and that sort of level in that division. How, how well of a job do you think he'd done and what was he like as a manager to work for? Well, you don't really know how well of a job he's done until he leaves and they end up in, in League One and 
you know, they're, I don't know what they are now. They've just got rid of Paul Lambert, I think. So this is yeah. probably the third manager since since Mick left, I think. Something ridiculous, like... They've the most someone today, haven't they? It's, yeah, Paul Cook's gone yeah. there. Uh, I think oh, the most, he? yeah, I think the most he spent was something like 170 grand or something on on uh, Adam Webster, who they ended up selling for 11 or 12 million to Brighton. So, yeah, uh, yeah, what he, what he, I think what he done is is incredible. They got to the playoffs. They went to the playoffs the same years uh, when I was at Brentford. We went to the playoffs. They lost the semi final. We did. Uh, so yeah, the year after that. Um, obviously the opportunity is signed for them we finished seventh I think which is was you know we just were out of the playoffs and stuff uh, but again the fans weren't happy and they wanted to change and wanted to make out and uh, you know it was <laughs> and then obviously the following year it didn't go too well for us all uh, we didn't really play well uh, some of the lads uh, Murph left um, obviously Darren Murphy left and um you know, he scored a lot of goals previous three, two or three years anyway. So when you when you losing goal scores, you, you can't afford to lose goal scores. It doesn't matter what division you're in. Yeah, uh, and I think we all suffered. And um, yeah, we had a terrible, terrible uh, off the field. The fans were you know horrendous, especially the Mick. Uh, but yeah, it was it was very difficult. Go on, Greg. Uh, yeah, again, mate. Just just like a list of players that you sort of played with there. Yeah, Ryan Fraser come on loan, um, Tyro Mings, um, McGoldrick. You mentioned Adam Webster, Johnny Williams, Tom, Tom Lawrence was another. Yeah. And one one that stuck out, and I didn't really even sort of, I didn't really know that he come. Stephen Taylor. What a Newcastle fella! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, I didn't I really know that he'd sort of come to. Yeah, 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 yeah. He came in a second year there. Yeah. Uh, I was just going to say, what was he like? Yeah, he was good. Obviously, he brought a lot of experience. But again, he got injured and he, he didn't really play yeah. as much as probably he he would have liked. Uh, you know, Ryan Fraser was unbelievable for us. Tom Lawrence was unbelievable for us. So, yeah. again, that's, you know, that's that's lads were getting in on loan. So, they're not in there for, you know, a year or two where they can, yeah. you know, find their feet. They're coming in for six months or a season and then they're away again. So, you can't really build the foundation of a of a squad and on lads coming in on loan and stuff. But, when they were there, they were incredible. Like so, um, yeah, it was a good again, good squad. Uh, Dave McGoldrick, you know, uh, yeah, that's except, another one. Yeah, yeah Niles went there and all, didn't they? Yeah, he he yeah. came. Yeah. yeah, so again, you know, it was it was a good it was a good squad and great lads There's, off the great lads off the field. Another name as well, um, Dazelle, obviously a, a famous father, Jason yeah. Dazelle's son, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Andre. Yeah. Um, now, when he first came about, I mean, obviously having the famous daddy. He, it was kind of set. He was he was obviously doing bits himself, but I was just sort of was he was he good? Like because he's he's sort of I don't really hear a lot about him. Anymore. Yeah, I I thought he was going to be the the next Fab. To be honest with you, really? Yeah, yeah. He remind me of Fab a lot. Uh, lovely left foot can carry the ball, can receive the ball, uh, and then he started getting into the first team and you know doing quite well. And I think he ruptured his cruciate last season, so he was probably out for he was probably out for a year with that. He's probably just trying to get back up to speed. I know he's playing a lot this year, but another young lad with, you know, great talent. And I think he's, you know, if if he looks after himself off the field, I'm sure he will with a, you know, his dad and that, um, being a professional and knows what it takes. I think yeah. he'll he'll have a, an incredible career. And they'll probably love him there anyway, wouldn't they, because of his old man. So Yeah, definitely, yeah. yeah. But 
again, you know, you have to you have to look after yourself off the field as well. And you know, I think he's he's got a good bunch of lads down there. He's obviously the captain and uh, Luke Chambers will you know look after him and stuff like that there. And mm. uh, he's in the I think he's in the right club. And obviously we've got a new manager now, and hopefully he continues to play and you know get back to full fitness. Go on, Matty. I'll be back in one sec as well, lads. Matty, if you just on, say what you was yeah, in. Yeah, I've got a question for Johnny about Mick McCarthy. Like, obviously, being a young kid following Selwick, obviously he played for Selwick and always kept an eye on like where he's wherever he's been. What 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 was he like? I loved him. I just thought he was great. You know what I mean? Is he kept everything pretty simple for you know for players, and um, yeah. he's quite honest with everybody. And uh, usually in in clubs where you go to, you'll have a you know, six or seven lads that won't like the manager for one reason or another. Maybe they're not playing, but you know, it didn't it didn't seem to happen with Ipswich. He seemed to have more or less ninety nine percent of the of the group with him. Like so, um, and that's one of the things where I just I couldn't understand how he done it, or you know, maybe yeah. it's because he was honest with them, and maybe maybe that was that's that was why that was the reason why. But um, again, I was I was. Hoping to probably work for him when it was when he was a Wolves manager and it didn't happen, but um, you know to get the opportunity to play for him as you say, like uh, you know manager of Ireland taking him to World Cups and stuff like that there. So uh, you know it was great to play for under him. Yeah, he looks like a pretty straight talking guy, quite witty. He's he's always got something funny to say in a press conference, isn't he? <laughs> he does. Yeah, that's 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 just I think because. You know, people try to ask him stupid questions and stuff, and he's he's he doesn't like he doesn't fall for it. Like so, Lazy he, yeah. So he's, as I say, he's quite honest, and that's I think that's the way he comes across on yeah. on TV and stuff. And you know that's why you know people, you know, majority fans that he's worked under, you know, really really like him. Yeah. Go go on, Greg. Uh, yeah, just just on on Mick McCarthy and um, like you said, obviously him himself is quite a character and he obviously knows a hell of a lot. What was it like, the double team of him and Terry Connor? Like, TC. Yeah, I mean, was it, were they just that good together or like that made, as you say, the cohesion within the group and everything? Or Yeah. No, yeah, because when I went to Ipswich, like it was, it was basically only uh, Mick, TC, uh, two physios and one fitness coach. And, and and that was it. And then I left Brentford, who were, you know, supposedly a small club, and you know they had, you know, sporting directors. They had, uh, you know, three physios. They had uh, three fitness coaches. Um, you know, they had a, obviously a manager, two coaches. So it was just, in terms of off the field and how it was run, it was you know miles ahead of Ipswich. So to do what he done at Ipswich was incredible. I remember, you know, asking the fitness coaches, you know. When I, one of my first days there, I said, you know, is there any foam rollers? You know, where's the foam rollers to come in? He, he just laughed at me. He says, <laughs> got to buy your own them. So basically, <laughs> had the bet. So, so I had, obviously had the bet. Well, I had one anyway, but, you know, it was at home and I was, you know, expecting somebody in a, a club like them to have their own foam rollers and stuff. So that was basically the finances that they had off the field. You know, the fitness coach was great, you know, with the lads as well. And any any gym gear or basically anything that he needed, you know, it had to come out of his back pocket and he had the invoice and, you know, try and get, you know, money that way, which I thought it was incredible. Like, so, um, yeah, TC used to be the, used to be the bearer of bad news. He used to be the man to come in and tell you that the gaffer wants you. And then whenever, he, whenever that happens, you just knew that uh, you're not playing today. So 
it got to the stage in the second year where I just we just called TC, doesn't matter, doesn't matter, forget about it, forget about it. You don't need to call me in. So uh no, they they, they work well together and uh, it's no surprise that they're you know they're still doing well now with Cardiff. Yeah, they're they're flying at the minute, isn't they? They are, mate. They're winning yeah. tonight as well, three 0 And I I, I think they go up this year, I really do. Since he's well, took over, they're on on fire. Yeah, just, I, I think to be to be it suits him that team. Um, I know yeah. I'm not I'm not being disrespectful to him here, but the suit the way he wants to play football, you know what I mean? He's um, you know, he's got lads there that have a you know, have a little bit of magic, you know, as well as lads that will dig in and, you know, fight for you. And I think that suits them down to the ground, basically. You know, the three big boys at the back and Kiefer Moore up front. And yeah, I was going to say, he's got the he's, big man up front. And yeah, he's good, Kiefer Moore. Yeah, he's got uh, Harry Wilson there, you know, gives him something a little bit extra. Uh, Johnny Williams is there as well. So he's got lads that can play football as well as, you know, dig in and fight for you. You, you played with Kiefer Moore at Ipswich? I did, yeah. It was funny because I think Mick let him go. <laughs> so, <laughs> wow. I bet he loved that then when he signed for Cardiff. Yeah, Mick. Yeah, I, I think, I think so. Well, he must have because when I was there, Keith was there, and then he left yeah. to go to. I think he went to Barnsley. I think after that, and done really well, and um, he went somewhere else after that. But was it Wigan, he was at as well. Yeah, it could have been Wigan. Yeah, could have yeah. been Barnsley and Wigan, or Wigan and Barnsley. But um, again, scores right. goals, scores goals. I never heard of him, sort of until. I was watching Wales and all of a yeah. sudden I've, I've seen this geezer come on. I was like, it's the Wales yeah. Peter Crouch. Like he's, he's massive, fucking yeah. massive. Like I was like, yeah. who is he? And then all yeah. this, yeah. And then all of a sudden now you just, I just hear his name all the time. Like obviously. Yeah. But he's, he's got a bit as well. And with his feet, like he's, he's got yeah. good feet. He holds the ball up. Well, he's, you know, he's not just your typical target man. You just hit yeah. it up high and he heads everything. He's, he's got a bit of everything. So he has got a bit was of he a young man. Well. When, when obviously Mick let him go, was he young? Uh, I don't know who, I don't know who we signed him from. We signed him from somewhere and then uh, he came in and he just, I suppose with Darren Murphy there and, yeah. you know, you have Dave McGoldrick there and Freddie Sears there, it was hard probably for him to get in and, you know, things weren't going well. So maybe you couldn't really take the chance and throwing him in. Uh, maybe you should have, you know, on hindsight, maybe, you know, you should have kept him, maybe, you know, trusted him and threw him in because, you know, he's went on and done well wherever he's went. Yeah. And then, well, like you said, in, in your second season at Ipswich, you were talking to TC a lot. So, um, <laughs> not getting as much game time as you, you would, would like. So, when when that season came to an end, was it, did you get offered another contract or was that just sort of... Uh, I, knew, I knew that was, I knew it was done then, so I did. Uh, and to be fair, as I say, he was honest, Mick, he'd, you know, I was getting a bit of abuse of the fans, you know, I was obviously the scapegoat because at the end of the day, when you see me play, you know, probably six or seven out of ten every day. I won't like I won't you know brighten up a game or anything. When things are going well, I'm the lad that, you know, keeps everything together and keeps everything simple. But when things aren't going well, I'm usually um too slow or I'm too this and I'm never been fast in my life. So I seem to I seem to get I seem to get the brunt Second of it. That, mate. So I, I used to get the brunt of it, but uh and Mick was brilliant with me. You know, he he knew that, you know, I, I didn't really need it at that time in my career. It was coming to the end and He'd say to me, oh, you know, you don't need to come, you don't need to travel, because he used to make, you know, most of the first team travel away games, and he never made me travel. He'd t- send me home to Ireland, and he'd say, you know, take a few days off, and you know, we'll see you on Tuesday or Wednesday. So uh, for that, you know, I'm grateful as well, because, you know, when things aren't going well, and you're getting, as you said, with social media, you're getting dogs abuse, and, yeah. going, you know, I was going in the train and just thinking, oh, I can't be bothered going in the train today. I don't want this, you know what I mean? I don't need this, and... 
so yeah, it was it was a difficult time, and but again, it was one of those ones where you just realise that you know what you had beforehand. You know, what I mean, you twenty odd years of professional, and you know if you've if you've six months of you know basically six months of shit out of twenty years, you know, you take that. So yeah, yeah I, was lucky. Right. I was I was lucky. I was lucky enough. Fair enough, mate. And obviously, before we sort of tie everything up during your your career you you managed to represent republic of ireland um getting eight eight caps and obviously it's every young boy's dream isn't it to represent their their country yeah, yeah. what what was that like that feeling that must be something special uh it's, it's incredible like uh you know as i mentioned before i i'm from clonus which is probably a big you know gaelic town uh, it's more obviously the ulster finals played there so uh, i grew up you know loving gaelic and stuff and Every young boys from Monaghan and Clonus dream was probably to play a Crow Park for Monaghan. So uh, my next next best thing is probably playing for Ireland in Crow Park, which I you know I've done that. So uh, and you know the, the you know the importance of the game, you know being a first you know first soccer game on a Gaelic field for you know forever really. Uh, and plus you have eighty two thousand fans in there, and it's just you know it's incredible. Like and you're standing up for national anthem and you just picture your family in the crowd and you know your mum and your dad and your brothers and sisters and you just think this is you know, this is amazing like you know what i mean can't get much better than this so uh again i was very lucky and very privileged to you know to play for my country some some players in that team as well back then mate Did, yeah was roy Keane ever involved in any of the squads you were uh, involved in? roy came to the so after the was it 2002 you walked out world yeah. cup yeah. so i think he, i think he came back in uh Probably 2004. So I would have been in his first squad that he came back when Brian Kerr was manager. Uh, again, you had when you was a kid as well. Yeah. Again, whenever um, you see boys like that training, like the level, like you know what I mean. You just you're just happy to be there. You know what I mean. You, you can't you can't call yourself a professional footballer whenever Roy Keane's around because he's just <laughs> on, he's, he's just on another level to anybody. And that was that wasn't just me. He was on another level to anybody there. And he, you know, he's coming to probably. I don't know how old he was, he's probably you know his early 30s, maybe coming to the end. So uh but again, if you ever wanted anything, you ever wanted to ask him a question, he was always happy to talk to you and um you know give you advice and stuff because I I was at Blackburn at that time and I think it to Blackburn were gonna offer me a new contract and I was thinking, you know, whether to sign it or not because I wanted to start playing and I asked him and he just said, Do you think you'll play for them? And I said, Yeah, I said, Well, just believe in yourself then and go for it. So like stuff like that there, you just think, you know, you know, it's great coming from him. Fair play to you for asking him. I know I don't think I'd have had the bottle. Oh, that's the thing. <laughs> he, he was approachable though, you know. He, he is a hard man when he's training and when he's playing, but, you know, he is very approachable. And I think a sense of humour comes across when he's on TV. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. He, he says it how it is and, you know, he says it with a big bit of a glint in his eye, you know what I mean? But, and that's just, that's just how he is, you know what I mean? He has, he is, he has got, you know, a lot of, a lot of sense of humour. Yeah, he does. Well, look, as a Leeds fan, it's hard for me to give him any credit because he's Man yeah. United, but I think he's fantastic. <laughs> oh, my God, you said Man United? Well, yeah, I don't know, but they had a scum, didn't well. they? <laughs> <laughs> you, you feel the same, Greg. Come on, mate. Yeah, oh, yeah, I know, but you don't normally call them Man United. I'm trying to be a, a little bit professional. Right? <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> um, go on, Greg. Over to you as well, mate. Um, just going back to, to your Ireland days, mate, like... So Staunton was your was your manager. Yeah, yeah. Um, Brain care first, then Staunton. Oh, okay. So he came, oh, okay. What, what he was at Leeds as well. Was he with you? Yeah, yeah he came with uh, McAllister. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Obviously, I mean, playing for Liverpool and that. 
uh, well, both of them. But obviously, mm. what was he like as a manager, Staunton? Uh, he obviously new to the job. Like, it was a big job yeah. for him, uh, representing your country. doesn't matter. You know, you could have 20 years' experience or no experience. It's still going to be a hell of a big job for you, like... Uh, and we, we had some decent results, some good results. Uh, obviously, Czech Republic drew one all um, in that qualifier. We were unlucky, basically. You know, beat Wales at Crow Park, uh, beat Slovakia, uh, drew away to Slovakia. Uh, so it was, and then he had, uh, you know, he had some experience in with him coaching and stuff like that there. So I, I, I enjoyed Stan. You know, what I mean, you say he was an ex Liverpool player as well. Yeah. Uh, over a hundred caps for his country. So. Uh, you know, I won't have ever anything bad to say about him. I thought he was, you know, he was good for me. Phenomenal player as well, mate. Yeah, very good, very good player. Matty, over to you, mate. Yeah, just wanted to ask. Obviously, yeah, you did play with some very good players in that um, Ireland squad. Um, Aidan McGeady, um, mm. he must have been in the squad when yeah. you were in the squad. He just phenomenal, phenomenal talent. Like, especially achieve more, mate. Especially up the road, like the amount of skill he had on the ball, like the things he could do, there was just, I don't think there was players in the league that could do what he did. What was it like to play with him? Again, he was another boy, you just give him the ball and let him let him go away with it. So yeah. uh, he's one of them lads when you're getting in the seven side or five side teams, you hope he's with you <laughs> against you because. Stay, stand next to him. <laughs> Not make central, yeah. He could make an arsehole of you pretty easy. But again, he's, as you say, incredible talent and. Uh, Never seen anybody with feet like him all my life. You know the way he, the way he dribbles with the ball, both feet. Uh, you don't know which way he's going to go. And I think he's having a really good year this year with Sunderland. So he is. And yeah. he, he probably had about you know ten assists in the last you know three or four games. So can't believe um, he's still there. Yeah, he's yeah. been there for a while, hasn't he? Yeah, still there. I think it, the previous manager was trying to get him out the door, but uh, obviously Lee Johnson's gone in there and taking a shine to him. And uh, he's one of those players that. You'd have a big voice off the field, so as a manager, you, you may as well, you know, use him on it because you're going to get a lot more of him on it and off it if you, you know, if you're yeah. outside with him. That was brilliant. And then, oh, go on, Greg. Uh, so again, just like sort of players that you played against for Ireland in a couple of games there, like the Czech Republic, uh, Milan Baros, Riziki, Petacek. I don't know yeah. if you got any. I don't know if you got forward that far to get near him or put a shot on him. But I mean, how good was he? I should have scored that day. I missed missed a missed a good chance about five minutes in, maybe six minutes in. Uh, he pulled off a good save. Tried to give him the eyes and his big toe just tennis it. racket, tennis <laughs> racket, fucking yeah. hands, isn't he? Yeah, no, his big toe got me, but I should have scored again. Great atmosphere, at Lansdowne. I was the old Lansdowne back then. Uh, again, I was probably my first competitive start, maybe in that the European Championship. Yeah, the Czech Republic. So. Yeah, a great experience again. Uh, you know, playing alongside Lee Carsley, who was centre midfield with me that time. Yeah. Uh, you know, another experienced player and you, another player you can just learn off. So, uh, yeah, it was good. Got Rizdiski's top as well after it. So, it was a oh, nice, nice little nice. bonus as well. Who's who the biggest name of on like shirts you got? Who's the biggest name? Uh, I've got Fieras, Macaleles. Jesus. Uh, they're probably. A man that gets a position named after him, the Macaulay yeah. role. Yeah, yeah. Says, it all. says it all, really, doesn't it? Yeah. It's actually the Calvin Phillips. Um, uh, sorry. No, 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 no. This isn't a uh, Leeds podcast, mate. You can't, uh, can't compare uh, Macaulay and Calvin uh, Phillips. I'm sorry. Go, going, going on to the Poland game, John. Um, 
two names that stood out for me out of that squad: Dudek and Lewandowski. Oh. What was that? What was what? Uh, he would he would have obviously been quite young then, Lewandowski. Yeah, he, he, what he was, was he quite, like then? Yeah, you could tell. Obviously, you know, you can tell who, who what players are a little bit different and, and to the rest of them, like and. I think there's rumours before then that he could have signed for a Blackburn back Blackburn, then or something. Yeah, like that's that's right, yeah, yeah. Or something, yeah. something happened. So, uh, yeah, but then I was... But even back, you you know you know there's something special, but you you never see them as going doing things, what he's doing now, you know, the amount of goals he's scoring or the amount of trophy he's winning. Or, But again, that's because he looks after himself off the field. You know yeah. what I mean? There's a, there's a lot to be said for those boys. Yeah, you've got Ronaldo and Messi and... You speak to anybody about Ronaldo and stuff, he's you know the first one, then the last one to go home, and it's, it's no surprise that he, you know, he's the player that he is. And Messi's the same, like you know, he, a lot of these young lads nowadays think it's think it's great they're doing the things on the field, and everybody will just you know love him for that. But you know, that only lasts so long, you know what I mean? You need to be able to you know, look after yourself off it, yeah. To, to, you know, same as, it's the same as Latan, isn't it? I mean, geezer's pushing 40. I mean, yeah, yeah. one of the top scorers in Italy, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. 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 But then you know he's you see the stuff that he has offered. You know he's yeah doing doing yoga and Pilates and, yeah. and kickboxing yeah. and uh, you know Brad Friedel was the same. He was playing until he was forties and yeah. You know every day you'd see him in the gym and he'd be doing yoga and stuff like that. There, it's, it's, you know yeah. you got to be before about. his time as well doing that. That's, yeah. Yeah. yeah, used yeah. to be laughed about all that. You know, like yeah, doing yeah. yoga, doing the ballet and stuff like that. Yeah, it was it, but. That's why they're the top players because you know they put everything in. They, they don't mm. just rely on their talent to get them through, and you know they do everything off the field as well. No, you've got to admire it. And then, just to finish off, just to finish the interview off, we're just going to run through questions to sort of based on your whole career. Okay. So, um, Some first career, one mate. was best player you've played with. I think you've already answered it, but two guy, two guy, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was just. I've never seen anybody play football the way he plays and how how easy he makes it. And you know, I went through my career where I wasn't quicker than you know a lot of players, but I knew it was quicker than him. But I still, <laughs> I still couldn't get near him. Like I just thought he was on a different level than anybody else. What was his brand anyway, John? His what? Sorry. What was his brand? I have no idea. <laughs> I just knew he used, used to come out like you know tonight, Matthew. I'm going to be puff of smoke. <laughs> it was just like, he was just incredible. So he was, uh, but he never tied, never tied his laces or his boots in training. Just that's mental. Just strolled around. Yeah, unbelievable. Um, best player you played against? Uh, on the day, uh, I thought Robert Perez when I played against Arsenal. I thought he was on a different level to. Um, to anybody again he didn't look that quick but he just had that you know stop and go where he'd get the ball stop it and go again and uh, you know, I thought he was unbelievable and then for himself on the deck Matty <laughs> well he's the, uh, being a Leeds fan that's all you're going to remember because in that era we absolutely battered you so yeah we won't mention that <laughs> yeah on rehat trick uh, nah we'll what, skip what that. game every fucking game he's got that <laughs> what a player what a... um most underrated player you ever played with? Underrated. Ooh. Tough question. Most underrated. Do you know what? I think Johnny Houston probably didn't get the respect that he that he should have got. Uh, I thought he had everything as a midfield player. Could score goals. Um, 
you know, had the energy still going now to this day. Like, he must be, you know, his middle 30s as well, probably captain of Middlesbrough. Um, he was brilliant, Johnny Alsop. Yeah, 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 I thought him, yeah, he's the one that probably stands out. Uh, right. I'm trying to think of anybody more. No, I think not. David McGoldrick, I think, for Ipswich as well, doesn't get the credit he deserves. Especially, yeah, he with, especially with for some strange reason or another when Martin O'Neill was manager, he wasn't playing or, you know, he was left out of the squad. And I just thought he was the most probably naturally gifted, you know, footballer that Ireland probably had at that time. I know they had Wes Hoolan before, which probably is similar, you know, you know, technically very good. Uh, I think David McGoldrick should have got a lot more caps than what he did. Hmm. Uh, worst trainer, Mark Hughes. <laughs> no hesitation. Oh, no. Yeah, straight in. Um, um, if you asked anybody that played with him, they'd probably say the same thing. But again, had this switch that he could flick, and he was, as I say, he was you know played centre midfield in the cup final for Blackburn against Spurs, and you know he was man of the match. So you know, and obviously played for Barcelona and Manchester United. And, you know, get away with it yeah so he's he's he done alright for himself he didn't have a bad career no <laughs> hardest player you played with hardest player uh, Craig Short yeah for Blackburn probably Beast. six foot six foot four height six foot four width bit like a brick shit house <laughs> was uh, just a monster and yeah, as a, gr- a great lad as well, and you just the way he went about his game, you know, and training as well. Training, he traded his like games, like and if he wanted to run over you, he'd run over you, and there's nothing you could do about it. <laughs> um, hardest player you played against? Hardest player. Uh, I remember playing uh, when I was playing on the left wing. I played against uh, I was playing against Lauren at Arsenal. And I just thought, I remember running into him once, I just, poof, just thinking, <laughs> Jesus. Really? Yeah, I heard a, I heard like a, a really st- like weird story about him that he was a bit of a like bare knuckle fighter back Don't in know. the day. Uh, I've never heard that, to be fair. I run, run into him and I just thought, Jesus, not removing, not shifting him. He was a bit of um, he was a bit of a jack of all trades, Lauren. Like yeah. playing midfield, he could play at the back, and then in some bizarre little period, he started taking penalties. Yeah, I remember he scored yeah. the winning penalty in a North London derby. Thinking, hang on, why are you taking that? And yeah. he took it like like he'd been taking it every week. Like, so he's obviously a very talented man. Yeah, but I wouldn't yeah. have expected you to say that. He might have told one of the others, "I'm fucking taking it." And it was all right. <laughs> yes, I mean, yeah. <laughs> no, but I just I just remember just. It's going like, you know, for the shoulder, 50-50, and obviously I'm a Gaelic man. I was thinking, lovely, I'll just put this boy over the sideline here. <laughs> no chance. No just chance. Stuff. <laughs> good, good, very good player as well, I thought. Yeah. I thought he was a very good, very good player. So he was. Good. Yeah. Um, biggest diva? Biggest diva. Sam Saunders, Brentford. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's a pretty boy, isn't he, Sam? Yeah, Sam. <laughs> Sam, therefore. <laughs> definitely, definitely, Sam. Funny man. Uh, funny man. Uh, Gary Kelly was quite up there. Uh, George Savile was at Brentford. Yeah. Yeah, George Savile is a 
he's a father now, so maybe he settled down a little bit, but he was on next level fucking craziness whenever he was at Brentford. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um, which manager was the best in training? Gus Poyer don't count because he weren't manager. Uh, Graham Soonis, probably. Yeah? Yeah, never give the ball away. He was strong as an ox. Uh, yeah, I'd say him. He was probably almost hitting his 50s maybe when he was manager and he was just probably still the best in training. Wow. Um, worst dressing room music taste? Well, I'm into, obviously, the me Kings of Leon and me the Killers and a bit of you know singer songwriter boys like Bob Dylan and that. So I don't think they get played too often in the That's in the dress great. in the dress room. So uh, probably probably the Brentford change room was a bit different than what I'd be used to. Uh, a bit more uh, R and B and hip hop and you know stuff like that. There a little bit a little bit different to you know Bob Dylan. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, worst dress player. Worst dress player. I don't know. There's a boy at at Richmond I could mention, but I better not. Uh, Cam. Cam. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, not Cam. No. Uh, worst dressed. There's been a couple of lads coming in with a couple of rascal uh, tracksuits and stuff. Um. More stressed. You play with the Hunt brothers, are they not up there? Oh, Stephen. Stephen could be, yeah, you could be right. Stephen, Stephen hunts rascal gear, all right, yeah. yeah I've seen yeah. some of that. I think yeah. Tabby said as well, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah Stephen. Although, like, was it like bucket hats and flower shirts, that sort of thing? Although, when I, when, I, when, I, when I was at him, it was usually, I'd, I'd only see him dressed in his normal gear when the day comes or the day he leaves because it was Ireland so he'd have his Ireland tracksuit on most of the time so uh, I've definitely seen him in nights out where I thought that's a, <laughs> that's, a, that's, a, that's a little bit different aren't they <laughs> but, uh, um, yeah no, nobody comes to the top of my head nobody we'll, comes to the top of my head we'll go with Huntley then we'll put Stephen yeah. Hunt down <laughs> um, best singer in one of the um, like Traditions of new players singing. Uh, David Lucas, when I really? went to Swindon, he's got some pipes on him. Bloody hell! Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. And the thing is, that when we were at Swindon, fucking, I had to end up going after him. Oh, oh. no! <laughs> oh, just what you need. <laughs> oh, I didn't know. I, I'm probably the same as you. But you thought there? I was thinking, oh, yeah, you go on up front. What did you sing? Uh, Ain't no sunshine with Bill Withers. Oh, oh, hello. How's that, how's that go? <laughs> <laughs> Don't be shy, Johnny. Don't be shy. It's, it's on Spotify. <laughs> well played. Available on all platforms. Yeah. But uh, no, Dave Lucas was, you know, very, very good. But obviously, you go away with Ireland and you have uh, Andy Reid and the guitar singing. Uh, Shane Long is on a yeah, different Jay level. Jay said that Shane Jay Long said was Longy, yeah. a different level. He is guitar and singing. But uh, initiation song is uh, Dave Lucas, definitely. Dave Lucas. Um, you can take this question however you, you want to answer it. It's got like a double meaning. Tabby. <laughs> um, biggest, Tabby. <laughs> biggest dick you ever played with? Uh, 
Well, I used to call Tabby the tripod, so. Hey, get, it, Greg, it runs in the family then, mate. It, <laughs> it must have. nothing. <laughs> I, I used to call him, I used to call him the tripod. Bloody hell. Oh. Jesus. Mini yeah. me. I was convinced it was going to be Enoch Shawamni. I'm devastated. It's not. No, 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 no. Uh, no, maybe. Yeah, tripod. Tripod Tabby. Christ. Yeah, or there used to be something. Probably was something with goalkeepers as well, like Dave Lucas and Rich Lee, maybe as well. Had that took a long time in the shower, yeah. <laughs> That's like the fellow we know, Gregory. We played oh, Sunday oh. league. He's a keeper yeah. at all. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that was frightening. Yeah, that is scared me to be fair. I couldn't stop looking at it. Stuff <laughs> <laughs> for the red-haired boy. No, no. No, oh, well, he's got he's a bit grey now. He? No, I don't think he was redhead. No, no, not a groundsman. No, no, I don't. Uh, no, no. no, he works for the gas board. Because no. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's used to dealing with pipes, then. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is it, mate. Yeah, yeah. And then, no. yeah. So sorry, Johnny, go, on, mate. No, no, I was just saying that's Tabby used to be the tripod. Oh, yeah, that must be what stunted his growth, then, Greg. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> in other areas yeah. I'll take that to be fair yeah um, best mates in football and can you get them on the podcast for us <laughs> best mates in football uh, and Sam Saunders is probably one of my best uh, Dave Lucas uh, Alan Sheehan I could try and get Alan Sheehan on Alan Sheehan be, uh, any of them would be blinding yeah. yeah 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 I'll try and um, Alan Sheehan be good to talk to he's a good lad as well so uh, any any of those boys, but if you ever think anybody, just give us a shout. No, uh, try oh, mate, any, anyone who's wore a lead shirt, I'll have. <laughs> um, oh, here we Vier- go. Vieira McAlady. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe Lauren fancies it after the gym. <laughs> <laughs> try and get Andy Hughes on for you if you love him that much. Oh, mate, if you could get Hughesy, <laughs> yeah, I'm all over that. I'd be unreal. I love that man. So, is this a Leeds podcast or just yeah, absolutely is, yeah. not, well, not a Leeds podcast? Is, no. We try and be, we try and be like down the middle, but I hope, look we're at trying him, to branch out, you know. But he's, you know, I mean, he's even sitting in Edinburgh Road. Look. Know, yeah, yeah. Look, what can I say? <laughs> it's the closest I can get at the moment. <laughs> um, yeah, that was brilliant, Johnny. That 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 uh, brings our chat to an end, mate. Boys, have you got anything else you wanted to? No, just to ask? Well, Thank thanks you. very much for coming on, Johnny. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Pleasure, that, no that was all. blinding, mate. Really enjoyed it. Thank you for that. No um, can so... you sing us out? <laughs> Spotify. <laughs> oh, all right, all right. Yeah, everyone who's watching, um, slap a like on on the video. Subscribe to our YouTube, and um, yeah, brilliant. Thanks, thanks for that, Johnny. And until next time. Pleasure. Thank, Thank you. you. Mate. Take care. Cheers, lads. <laughs>